Hi everyone, this is Raven and Campbell from Musicals, and we'd Hello. like to talk to you today about a nonprofit music education group that we are partnering with. Yep, we'd like to talk to you about Education Through Music. They partner with under-resourced schools to provide music as a core subject for all children. And they utilize music education as a catalyst to improve academic achievement, motivation for school, and self-confidence. Exactly. So they work with 52 different partner schools throughout New York City, um, and they work with them to institute sustainable music education programs by hiring qualified teachers, matching them with the school, and really equipping the teachers with the tools to succeed and be able to provide quality music education to all of the students attending that institution. So we think, you know, from this podcast, we think it's incredibly important to provide music education to all children, um, that everyone should have access to it to help, you know, really instill those lifelong passions that have been so influential for Campbell and I. So we believe that supporting this organization is the way you can support our podcast. Yep. And you can do so by going to p2p.onecause.com slash boozicals. Again, that's letter P, number two, letter P dot one cause dot com slash boost and yeah you can really uh help these kids if that's what you're into support the youths okay. shut up that's don't <laughs> don't don't patronize me really. okay uh, i don't need you enjoy the episode i'm done with this <laughs> Listeners, welcome back to Boozicals. <laughs> a show where Campbell and I get drunk and review musicals. What a crazy <laughs> idea. What a world. <laughs> what a world. <laughs> uh, another great episode start. You're so loud. I am trying. You're so <laughs> quiet. It's okay. Maybe I'll move a little closer. There we go. Yeah. 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 Stay in it. Fuck it. How's it going? A. How's <laughs> it going? A. Moving on. That's um, that's an answer. Oh, it is an answer. Correct. Bitch. Happy 40th episode. I know, right? Isn't yeah. it crazy? Welcome back to another happy hour special where we do something different all the time. I love it because it kind of gives us a chance to like experiment a little bit. Mm-hmm. And that's fun. Yeah, that is fun. Yeah. Always fun to experiment. Indeed. You had a question for me. Maybe. I mean, you said you did. In the spirit of this happy hour special, TV shows, mm-hmm. Raven, what is your favorite TV theme song? Ooh. Okay, well, the one I sing the most often, which is ironic because I've literally never seen the TV show, is um, Charles in Charge of uh, Our Days and, and Our Nights. Nice. Charles in Charge. charge. Oh, nice. Yeah. That's a good one. What about you? Oh, uh, wait, that's, that's, so pick one of a show that you actually have seen. Oh, well, you didn't say what's your favorite TV show. You said what's my favorite TV show theme song, which that is the answer. Okay. I can pick one of them. Pick, pick another one, please. That seems unsatisfying. <laughs> can I give a cliche answer? Yeah. It's true. It's honest. Yeah. No, no I can't think of the words. Um. Just, just say the oh, show. Friends. Friends, oh, um, by the what was that song actually called? It's by the Remembrance. Yes. I'll be I I literally I would, I would say like I literally, my mind completely blanked on every word that's in that song as soon as I said Besides. it. Besides, <laughs> <laughs> you love life the way 
Um, mine would be the theme song to Phineas and Ferb. Sung that by is a solid bowling for soup. That is a solid one. That's a solid. I love one. that one. Um, something that comes close though is the theme song to the first television show we're going to be talking about tonight. That is a very good one. And I actually really like the the real song that it's clipped from. Yeah. The yeah. show that we are talking about is Scrubs. We thought it would be fun for this Happy Hour special. And honestly, uh, a few people DM'd us on Instagram With asking the idea. specifically for us to do this. Yeah. But it wasn't like a movie like we usually did. So we like wanted to like wait for a good time. So now it is. So we're, we will be talking about two television shows tonight. First, Scrubs. The My Musical episode. Mm -hmm. And then after... We will be talking about It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, the The Nightman Cometh episode. So we're going to have such a great time because, like, what quality television we will be talking about today. Honestly. And we have two different drinks for each episode. Ooh, yeah. I forgot about that. Um, Yeah. So those are the two shows we will be talking about. And first, we're going to be talking about Scrubs. Which is uh, a show both of us adore. Absolutely love. Maybe someone more than others. I think you more than literally any other human in the world. Some some of our listeners know this. uh, People can't watch Scrubs with me. No. Because you know every line of the show. And some episodes like that, I've only seen a couple of times. Which is, it's not I don't okay. know why. This was, like, my family's, like, favorite show to watch together. And we all, like, we quote it all the time. It's a fantastic show. Yeah. It's also, like, a lot of people don't realize this, but Scrubs is actually um, like often most... cited as, like, the most actually medically accurate, like, medical TV show. Because Grey's Anatomy House, all of those, like, aren't actually that accurate ER. in terms of like the way hospitals generally run like terminology yeah. etc um but scrubs actually is very accurate yeah. they do a lot of research well they, the yeah and they like on their like staff for it um bill lawrence the creator mm-hmm. his friend who is like the actual doctor like jd yeah helped with the show yeah um and so they had you know experts for any kind of you know medical procedure or Mm -hmm. trying like symptoms or they're trying to in rounds when they're quizzed and stuff yeah that's all and even with the musical episodes they wanted to do a musical episode for a while but they had put it off because they were like we can't figure out a way to make it organic to the show but then they found like because this is actually a thing i was i was familiar with but um mayo clinic had a case study that was on um basically musical hallucinations um associated with seizures um associated with like tumors or aneurysms in the temporal Mm -hmm. lobe which or immediately after watching the newest version of cats well correct that's but that's just a normal human reaction to that show um but it's, I found it really cool because, like, this is actually, uh, so what you see, what the patient has in my in the My Musical episode is actually a real thing that can happen. Like, your temporal lobe, if you get a tumor or aneurysm in your temporal lobe, it actually is very possible for you to have musical hallucinations. Or there's also been recorded incidences or uh, documented incidences of, like, um, people's, like, relationship with, like, mm-hmm. spirituality yeah. or, like, having hallucinations of, like, God or stuff like that um, associated with tumors in the temporal lobe. It's actually very interesting. Yeah, it is very interesting. Yeah. So just a little brief, you know, history of the show. 
So it was created by Bill Lawrence. Mm-hmm. Um, it aired October 2nd, 2001, and it ran for almost a decade. Um, it's basically follows the lives of employees of a teaching hospital, Sacred Heart Hospital. Um, and it's really cool because the main character, JD, uh, John um, Dorian, Dorian, it kind of has this like internal monologue going throughout the whole time through mm-hmm. his journey as like an intern through um, residency mm-hmm. um, to the point where he then moves on from the hospital spoiler yeah um spoiler for a show that's over yeah and see so there's eight seasons yes correct let me finish (laughs) there was a ninth season after my finale yeah um that was like subtitled med school it was supposed to be a Mm spinoff but but then then it just like it just was they just like grouped it together yeah um i have watched all of it have you seen the season i have seen the entire season yeah um i I love the show i just love this show i liked the premise of that ninth season yeah no definitely Uh, but it, it's such it's but such a great show. But my finale was so good. And to me, like one of the great things it about was Scrubs, one of the perfect finales I've seen. I, I loved how they it showed like oh like um a uh, rap on Donald Faison, rap on Judy yeah. Reyes, rap on you know. Yeah. Um, but I, I really love Scrubs because to me it's a it's a great show that really toes the line uh, well between comedy and levity and actual serious deep moments. I mean, a lot of sitcoms yeah. have those deep moments. But something about Scrubs, it's like it manages to so well tug at your heartstrings and really um, talk about like real things that happen. Like they they talk about like the five stages of grief and like all of these oh, different like shut major. Up. Co- I shut up. I <laughs> now thinking back to that episode. Isn't that such a sad episode? Where she's like, there's and nothing done oh because Cabbage didn't wash his fucking hands. His fucking Cabbage hated that. Ugh, whatever. Whatever. Yeah. Okay. We're over it. <laughs> We're over it, obviously. Oh, such, so funny, so sad. Yeah. It's just such a overall great show. Yeah. So, my musical is the sixth episode of season six. It premiered mm-hmm. uh, January 2007. And it is the 123rd episode of the show, which is fun. Because it starts with a patient, how Raven described, having musical hallucinations hallucinations after collapsing after collapsing the park um but i think it's fun that it's episode one two three because she's uh that woman uh stephanie de brucio um is like uh like a really um prolific puppeteer and i've been on like sesame street and stuff and i was just like one ah 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 Comedy rule of three. Um, oh my gosh. So, yeah. And so in the spirit, the first drink we'll be drinking in yes. the spirit of Scrubs, which we were having we we're having a lot of thoughts what to do, but I think I'm happy with the results. Like, we just had to. We had to do it. So we will be drinking apple teenies. Because of course. Of course. <laughs> that one episode where uh, JD is drunk on his half acre his deck (laughs) and it has been a like a cruising spot for like old gays and he's like get out of here you old queens and he sees an apple team he's like when did they start drinking straight guy drinks (laughs) it's like oh jd cheers pinky out that is tasty john francis dorian you are on to something oh i took a big old sip too (laughs) i did too (laughs) go go we only get two of these oh I don't know what I was expecting, because, like, 
from the show. It was always like Ooh. they would always make fun of JD Ooh. for having apple teenies. And I was just like, never really thought about it. An apple teeny is still a martini. Yeah, yeah. There's so much alcohol in this. And honestly, let's talk about how macho dudes can drink fruity drinks. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, they're like <laughs> clickbait. Is Scrubs homophobic? <laughs> but no, it's like uh, anyway. So yeah, let's talk about the. Uh, let's get into the episode. Talk about. Putting so many musical numbers in a twenty-minute so show, many, like literally, I think they had maximum three lines of dialogue between each song yeah. once they started. Okay, so it's this episode starts off. Um, Carla is at home mm-hmm. with uh, her husband Turk and newborn daughter Izzy, Izzy. Isabella, and she's just you know struggling. Who's Mexican? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oof. We'll get into that. But was really struggling with trying to, like, budget their the options. Like, should she stay home with Izzy? Mm-hmm. Uh, should she go back to work? But they didn't hire, have to hire a babysitter and just, like, yeah. going through the budgets of that. And childcare is mad expensive. Yeah, especially for, like, their hours. Yes. As a nurse and a surgeon. Yes. Um, so Carly's played by Judy Reyes. Uh, incredible. And uh, And both of them are Broadway-style, like, singers and dancers. Yes. yes. I think it's... Um, both of the shows we're talking about, the cast of the show has, they both have podcasts about their shows. Yeah, because, I mean, both their shows are really good. Um, the Scrubs one, Fake Doctors, Real Friends, mm-hmm. is Zach so Graf good. Zach Graff and Donald Faison. It's so good. And They're they have, like, all together. these, like, all these amazing people that were on the show on, and they just loved each other so much. Yeah. Um, and that's the thing that I think is makes for a really great show like that is when the cast is actually really good friends, which let's say it hasn't happened on other shows, yeah. but I feel like with with these two particular shows or these two shows in particular, um, especially Zach Braff and Donald Faison, like they they're best friends. Uh, they love each other, and it's and you feel it. Yeah. Anytime they're in the room together, it's guy love. It's between two between guys. two guys. Okay, so G Race. <laughs> Uh, Carla, she's also been in, uh, Claws, Devious Maids, to name a couple. Her, she was only a few episodes of this one show, but her performance in Search Party was so good. If y'all haven't watched Search Party, please watch Search Party. It's one of the many shows. Did I ever tell you where I get all my TV recommendations from? No. Okay, so there is this one writer, comedian, Superstar Amazing Woman, Ashley Ray, that I follow mm-hmm. on Twitter. And truly someone who just understands television. <laughs> Every suggestion she's talked about, it would be like, oh, I don't know why people haven't been watching this already. I'm like, huh, I'll check that out. Maybe Amazing. I'll like it. Amazing. Every single time. Ashley Ray, you're so great. That's <laughs> like, awesome. Oh, man. Uh, check out her uh, stand-up on HBO Max. Um, hashtag plug. Hashtag plug. Uh, but Search Party, she plays Deb, um, and it's just so, so good in it. And then we have Donald Faison, mm. who plays Christopher Turk. Amazing. Turkleton. Turkleton. The Turkletons. Uh, Brown also, Bear. Brown Bear, uh, who's <laughs> also been in The X's, Felicity, Clueless, Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Um, amazing. He was hilarious in Clueless. He oh was my gosh. so funny in Clueless. So, they're just kind of having that conversation, and Carlo's like, maybe I'll just stay home with Izzy for a year, and Turk is ecstatic. Ecstatic. That's what he wants. Um, so then, we go to the park, mm-hmm. and Elliot yeah. and Elliot are living together at the time, and he's feeling a little clingy, because his girlfriend, who's pregnant, 
Dr. Kim Briggs, mm-hmm. played by Elizabeth Banks. Yes. Just got a job at a new hospital. Amazing. And so hasn't really seen her in a while. And so she's like, I'm going to get some water. You want to come with? And he's like, I don't need to. But I feel like I'm thirsty. <laughs> so mm-hmm. funny. Um, and while they're walking in the park, they see this woman who, uh, played by Stephanie DeBrosio, uh, playing this character's name, Patty, collapse. Mm-hmm. They go over, see if she's all right. And we get into the song, All Right. Yes. Are you okay? Oh, you... Wow. Wow. You know I can't talk. That's correct. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so this song is very pretty much establishing that she's, you know, hearing people sing. Yeah, it's, it's very short. Like, yeah, it's pretty much just like there to say, seconds. like, hey, you're hearing music. This is weird. We've never heard Ellie and JD sing before. What is happening? Oh, we've heard. We've, them sing we, we have heard them sing before. Um, when uh, Elliot uh, was trying to, <laughs> um, they were talking about karaoke and how she was like, I just can't hit the low notes on like uh, uh, Swing Low, Sweet Chariot. Oh my and God. They were like, and yeah, she, they're like, yeah, that's why you should that's, sing that That's song. the problem with you singing that song. Yeah. Um, so then um, we kind of, then it goes into like the theme song and everything. And then we. Which kinda, is Superman by Laszlo Bane. Such a good song. It's such a good song. I'm no Superman. Um, Like, for a while, I did think when I was, you know, what song describes you as a person? What instrument you played on? I did think that song did. I feel that. To me. Yeah. I feel that. Um, So then, yeah, so we come back and uh, we see her being uh, brought out of an ambulance into the, brought out of an ambulance into the parking lot of Welcome to Sacred Heart, which one is not... That's not where the ambulance drops. Well, I guess that's near the emergency. I don't know what, because that, okay, so, okay, sorry. Where, <laughs> where the ambulance, I feel like I'm saying ambulance wrong. You, you're saying it oh, different weird. every single time. <laughs> where the ambulance. It's Apple TVs. <laughs> we're be so drunk while we study. <laughs> where, where the ambulance drops her off is the only entrance we ever see to this hotel, which makes sense because it's a TV set. Technically, but uh, like, no, there's some other in other episodes. There's the point I'm making is that it's either the employee entrance or it's the emergency services drop off. Either way, those entrances should not be the same. <laughs> That's true. That is true. Okay, you got me there. Um, anyway, yeah, so they drop off in the parking lot and we get into the song Welcome to Sacred well, Heart, which so this starts is starts off. This is a huge scene, like huge production, none other than. Doctor the... Bob Kelso, honestly, uh, amazing. Okay, in the show, I think, I think, two of the funniest characters are Bob Kelso after the first couple seasons where he's just mean, and, and the funniest character in this whole in entire, the entire show goddamn show is Doctor Elliot Reed. Oh, I was gonna. It's Elliot. It's Elliot. It, She's her mannerism, mannerisms, all of her stories. No, you know what? That's and, fair. I was going to say Cox's then, wife. Oh, Jordan. <laughs> Jordan. I oh, couldn't think of her God. name. Uh, what? Uh, Christine Miller? Judy. Is that her name? Chris, I believe so. Um, who is married to Bill Lawrence. Yeah. Um, she's so funny. But you're, you're right. Elliot is Elliot hilarious. Elliot is so funny and neurotic. And, and all she, of her stories end with... She's almost And like, then he hung himself. She's almost like the Kenneth of Scrubs. In that, like, everything she says is so deeply concerning. <laughs> it's like... Elliot, are you well? Yeah, but then you see episodes <laughs> with her parents, especially her mom. And you're like, oh, I get it now. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Um, um, anyway. So, okay, Dr. Bob Kelso, played by Ken Jenkins, mm-hmm. who's been in a million things, Last Man Standing, Homefront, Cougar Town, 
such an accomplished. Also, like all actor. of the main cast of this show has like musical theater experience. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Including Ken Jenkins and Johnny. Uh, uh, John C. C. McGinley. Yes. Yeah. Um. So, next person, John C. McGinley. Mm-hmm. Uh, Love him. Uh, do you know Doctor Cox's full name? Oh, oh, isn't it, isn't it Percival? Okay, no, I actually knew that though. Yeah, yeah, I know. Okay, Percival, what Cox? Oh, I don't know his middle name. Uh, think um, so uh, think War. Mars. Ulysses. Why? <laughs> why? Why would that immediately get me to Ulysses? Mm. That although I do remember that, yeah. I do remember that being his yeah. name. Yeah, we were raised in Virginia. <laughs> That's well, I mean, okay. Fair. It could have it been Lee. <laughs> it could have been Lee. That's a common middle name for mm. like half of the people I met in Virginia. Also, the most common last name across the globe is Lee. Yeah, the most common first name is Muhammad, and the most common last name is Lee. Oh yeah, I, knew I think it's I I don't know if it's specifically L E E or is generalized. It, Islam lead. is still the fastest growing religion in the world. I believe so. Okay, interesting. Yeah. Cool, <laughs> neat. Another fun fact. A. Okay, so yeah, that's Doctor Cox. He's been in Ground Floor, Point Break, Seven. Um, he, he was, was in Point Break. I do not. Yeah, know. yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. He he's he's done it all. Hmm. Congratulations, you done you it. Done it. <laughs> you done it. Um, and so it's basically. Uh, Dr. Kelso just hyping up Sacred Heart and Dr. Cox is <laughs> which be... feels weird to hear and it's just like such a classic like cheesy campy musical opener yeah which I love and it was um, so each of the songs in this uh, episode were inspired by some like well known musical piece or at least influenced by some well known mm-hmm. musical piece um, and that's Largely because and I'll talk about this later, but they did actually work, like work hard to get actual Broadway composers to help out with this episode. Didn't that Avenue Q people help with this? Yes, they Avenue did. Avenue Q is so fucking. Funny. It is the twenty second longest running musical in Broadway history. Oh, someone recently did research. <laughs> Indeed, I did. Um, so this song in particular was uh, influenced by "Be Our Guest" and "Lullaby of Broadway" from Forty Second Street, um, and filming the scene. So this was like the. Uh, one of the biggest scenes that they did for this, ep- or the biggest scene I believe that they did for this episode yeah. in terms of production, and it required over fifty extras, and they used like a crane-mounted camera to get that sort of like top shot, which apparently is referred to in the in, in the biz in the biz as a Busby Busby Berkeley style kaleidoscopic like top shot. A uh, bussin colonoscopy spin. Correct. Is what I heard. You got it. <laughs> um, it's also that kind of shot reminds me of another Scrubs episode when they're trying to take uh, like a staff picture. Oh. <laughs> and like everyone, Carla like draws and uh, Laverne, um, played by Loma Wright, mm-hmm. um, tries to draw like draw everyone else by like then getting like a page of something that they want to see. And Doctor Cox is like, "You're not getting your ass kicked," um, to JD, mm-hmm. and then. Dr. Kelso is like, wait a second, bleachers, bucket of combs. She's trying to take the picture. And they all, they're like scattered. They all do the JD. Ooh. And it's one of my favorite moments of the show. <laughs> that I just thought of when you said like that shot. I love it. I have a problem. <laughs> yeah, very much so. You do. Can I tell you what my favorite line, or um, not favorite, uh, but the line that stood out to me the most from this song. Uh, or one a smaller schnoz. 
No, but I love that line. Uh, you got an STD from a tasty, cool, a tasty little, little tart. tart. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're, we're, they're not judging at Sacred Heart, not which is a, not, not true. I've seen every other episode. They, they are some judgmental <laughs> ass bitches. <laughs> yeah, they're constantly <laughs> judging people. Uh, some other characters we see during this opening number. We see Neil Flynn. Oh my I god. I love him. Who oh plays my Dr. Gosh. Yanni Tor, uh, <laughs> Rotanaj. Um, Glenn Matthews is his actual character's name. Yeah. But Janitor, uh, who's also been in Mean Girls, uh, he was the dad in the middle, he was in Clone High. I remember him so distinctly from these two episodes of Smallville. Where he was like an abusive father. I don't remember. I, I did watch Smallville, but I haven't watched it in so long. I don't and I was just it. like, Janitor, no. <laughs> I was like, this isn't the kind I, of abuse you, you should be doing. This isn't whimsical. I can't. I honestly can't imagine that. I mean, like. He's a great actor. Also, yeah. he was on uh, Celebrity Jeopardy with, I believe, the creator. I feel of, like he would crush them. The creator of Breaking Bad and Grace from Will and Grace. Mm. It was the three of them. He won. I see that for him. He did such a good job. I see that. He's he's one of those people that is incredibly impressive. Like, and like so much improv he does on the so, show. So like literally, literally sometimes they're just like do your thing. No, they I, I don't believe they gave him a script for most of the show. I don't know if most of the show, but there would be like, oh, janitor talks here, and they're just like, yeah, it would just it would just say that he yeah. would say something. He's so funny. Yeah, he's so. The funny. vast majority of his like, especially one liners were improv. Oh, oh man. Yeah, if you think you're singing, you belong at Sacred Heart. Uh, doctors, nurses, nurses uh, patients, dead, dead guys. guys. <laughs> and then you see uh, Doug. You see Doug just failing at his job as always. Just trying, yeah. Doug played by uh, uh, Johnny Castle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then Patty's admitted to Sacred Heart. Indeed. Um, so we then cut scenes and we see that they've run a few tests, which have all come back like inconclusive so far. Yeah. And Dr. Cox is like, okay, she's just crazy. Yeah. Just like run whatever test you want and like turf her, like get her out of here. And then JD enters. And what does he JD ask mean? for a stool sample? That means poop. <laughs> ha! <laughs> <laughs> I'm workshopping a new laugh. I think that one's good, but it really hurts my throat. Uh, yeah. Ha! Ha! Is that the whole laugh? Yeah. <laughs> it's just one syllable? <laughs> I like that laugh. <laughs> 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 we're having such a great time. If you couldn't tell by now, we're, like, in person. I'm going to have to put a compression on this file because we keep hitting the limit. But it's okay. So we get into the song, Everything Comes Down to Poo. Um, Which it wouldn't be a problem if they had Dr. To toilet. Facts. Dr. Toilet Doctor being toilet. the fictional toilet uh, analytical medical equipment from my conventional wisdom when that janitor bought while he was cosplaying it's as Dr. It's disturbing that you also know the names of the episodes. Okay, but like, it's only some episodes I know the names of. Okay. And I like, I knew my conventional wisdom was a title. This may not be the title of it, but I think it was. Because they went to a medical convention. You're probably right. And that's Bust move. disturbing. Um, <laughs> that's that yeah. same Everything episode. comes down to poop. This song is actually is way truer than probably a lot of people know. <sighs> you know, it like really is. Like, <laughs> honestly, listeners, public service announcement. 
make sure you like know what your shit is looking like. Honestly, like like monitoring your stool and your waist in general, um, monitoring your your bowel movements um, and your urine, like actually can tell you a lot about your health. Yeah. Um, so literally, like this at, is hyperbole, but like this. But it's it's like not true. it's not that wrong. Yeah. So like if you're uh. Like, I mean, everyone kind of poops at different frequencies, but, like, make sure your frequency is right. Make sure the coloring, the consistency, like, all of that is important if you are going... There are certain, like, signs if your stool looks like this. You have to go to the doctor immediately. One of them is blood. (laughs) That's a big one. Yeah, blood's supposed to be in the body. Yeah, correct. (laughs) I am a scientist. No, what was that show where they said, no, I'm fine. They said, all my bleeding is internal. That's where the blood's supposed to be. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. Oh my god. Next time I'm like hemorrhaging. It's gonna bother me, but yeah. Oh man, I'm so good at bleeding. (laughs) I think it was psych. Um, but yeah, so this number was actually one of two music videos from the show that was released on YouTube ahead of the actual air date. Um, and apparently for this song, they like, they actually reworked the lyrics multiple times, um, just like trying to decide how gross they should be basically. And at one point they apparently, uh, used the term or refer to turtle heads, which I was like, just envisioning what that would mean in the context of this song. I, I don't. What? Prairie dogging. It bothers me that there are wor- that there are terms for this. Like how often this is happening in your life that you have a t- Oh not to me, it's from not like, uh, the royal you. The royal y'all. Thank you. It's <laughs> the only way I should be referred to. Um, um <laughs> This song's so funny. It's hilarious. Um, and I mean, everyone does such a good job in this, but Damn, Donald Faison. I mean, he crushes everything. His he's so good at singing, so good at dancing. He was on and Dancing just, on the Stars and just so charismatic. I mean, Fortnite ripped off his entire Poison Dance. Yeah, which from, was so good. Uh, Literally the, iconic. Yeah, the, the air band. What was the name of their band? Cool Cats. Cool Cats. That was yes. what it was. Because it was him, Janitor, Lloyd, and Ted. Mm-hmm. Oh, Ted. Didn't Ted not make the cut? No, Ted did make the cut. Mm. He's going to be trouble. <laughs> yes, but he's so damn, damn talented. talented. See, you know the lines too. It's fine. I'm I, not the I, weird one. I know. Shut the... Okay. So <laughs> You're then... the weird one. <laughs> so then, um, from everything comes down to poo, they end up in the atrium entryway lobby that's the word for that um and we get into the song gonna miss you carla because yeah, yes, carla is like at the welcome desk or whatever yes and everyone sitting down because judy reyes had a fractured pelvis yes and everyone's just like hey we can't function without you because the character of carla does every is goddamn honestly thing the most important hotel. person in the show <laughs> i just call it hotel hospital hospital correct Good job um so one of the people that starts singing is Ted, mm-hmm. the lawyer, who is played by Sam Lloyd. Rest in peace. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's also been in Flubber, Galaxy Quest, but the he's also in a uh, like a band, like a barbershop quartet yes. type band. The Actual name of the band is The Blanks, mm-hmm. but on the show, it's The Worthless Peon. Which I fucking love. And it's made up of Ted, who's the lead tenor, mm-hmm. Randall, the bass, Crispin, the baritone, and Roy, the tenor. Um, so it's Sam Lloyd, Paul Perry, George uh, 
Mr. Liss and Philip McNiven. And fun fact, Paul Perry, who plays Randall the bass, um, he actually helped uh, co-compose this song as well as Randall Oh, that's fun. Yeah. Um, and some of their, like, bits that Add the Worthless Peons would do, they would be like, oh, we don't sing that anymore. Now we only sing uh, classic TV covers. <laughs> and that's when they do Charles, Charles and Charles. And Char- um, or, like, cartoons. Oh, the... Uh, Underdog one is so it's good. It's so good. Oh man! Or, you or can li- for... like you can listen to all of their songs on Spotify or yeah. wherever you get your music. Just look for the blanks. I think their my favorite moment of theirs in the entire series. No, is in is for Carlos Baby Shower when they sing. Baby back, baby back, baby, baby back. I want baby, my baby, baby back. back. And they were like, "It's the only song we knew that had the word baby in it." I'm like. <laughs> Bullshit. <laughs> and Dr. Cox and Jordan use that to torture the person who botched his vasectomy. Um, and then he was like, he like taped him up. He's like, when when do they say baby? Never. They never say baby. <laughs> uh, or ribs. They never say ribs. They never say ribs. <laughs> and I think Carla says like, I heard that he went like, it went for so long he started eating his own face. <laughs> and then later, uh, Turk and Carla... Like, go up to uh, Dr. Cox and Jordan to, like, you want to say, oh, she, one, two, three, meh, like Nelson from The Simpsons, which Kelso explains to Elliot, because they just bragged and gave all of the uh, old baby stuff of their kid Jack yeah. to Turk and Carla during their baby shower. Yeah. I can keep going. <laughs> it's not okay. That's a good episode. I have seen that episode a bunch of times. Concern. Um, so yeah, um, I'm going to miss you, Carla. Laverne's line. Laverne I had, played by Aloma Wright. I love who has her. Been, I love her so much. Who's been a Mr. Deeds, Young Dylan, the guest book, so many episodes of Days of Our Lives. Yep. Laverne, her death in the show, Ugh. I honestly think is the saddest death. Including oh, yeah. Brendan Fraser's. Oh, Brendan Fraser's was so sad. It was so sad. But, Ugh. like... Laverne, that like, because she was she was a beloved member of that. The... I was so upset. I remember my she's fam- the only other nurse. My family about. was so upset. Yeah. Um, Laverne Roberts, and then she like punches the car window in because they're stealing Stephen, who's disguising as Rowdy. <laughs> yeah, the whole thing. Yeah. Um, but Laverne's line, I hesitate to say you. Uh, I hesitate to say you did what Judas done to Jesus. Laverne, no. <laughs> she's she's taking maternity leave. Like, no. <laughs> yeah. Um, this song is really fun because it starts off like very like sock hoppy. Yeah. Um, but then transitions, especially with the key change when Turk comes in mm. to more like gospel. Yeah. Um, I love it. He is truly testifying that he's so excited that his that woman his is woman staying, is staying at home, home with child, <laughs> barefoot, pregnant in the kitchen. Um, well, barefoot, not pregnant. He because she just had the baby. Is such a good singer. Oh, but let's talk about Judy Reyes' voice. Ugh, it's just songbird. Yes, and she because everyone's just like sock up, like bouncing around and stuff. But then she's just like sustaining these notes and like uh like the chord progression is very much. It's just so melodic, yeah. contrasting, like more of a franticness. Yeah, of what everyone else is singing, which I think is you know. Uh, descriptive of the characters and the situations. And um, the way, like, the way we always describe Anika Nani Rose 
his uh, voice as being as being the creme brulee. To me, like Judy Rice's voice is like a it's like a soft caramel, you know. <sighs> I love it. But there's still like some like texture to it. Yeah. So it's like a good like salted caramel. Ooh. So Judy Reyes, if you're listening, we love you so I'm much. Like, oh my god. <laughs> also, can you guess what the line that stood to me most in this song was? Oh, uh, watch out! That floor is very wet. <laughs> <laughs> no, although it was also delivered by Kelso. Um, who'll treat? Who will treat my gay son's rash and, and be, be discreet. discreet? What is Kelso's gay son's name? Such with an H. I don't. Harrison. Would not have gotten that. At best, I would have gotten Harold. But I would not have guessed that. Yeah, Harrison. I think it's Harrison. I hope it is. I'll look like such a fool. Except. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, bumper buddies. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, okay. So then we see that Patty is not satisfied with the care she's getting, the test. Mm-hmm. She doesn't think she's crazy. So she approaches Dr. Cox and is like, you got to help me out. Yeah. And at the same time, JD, JD switched some stuff around. Now he has this uh, parking spot next to Next to, to Cox's. Cox. Bumper buddies. Which, I mean, at this point, <laughs> I think JD is still riding his Sasha. His Sasha. His scooter, Sasha. <laughs> yes. Also, is this before or after he opened the root beer in... Cox's Porsche. This is after uh, the 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 Dorian three tap method, <laughs> which he taps on the top. I actually I was talking to my sister about this today because mm. we were watching TV together and it was like two p.m. and she was like, "Is it time for a white claw?" I was like, "I think it is." Um, so we were having some white claw and she threw it to me and I was like, "The Dory John Dorian three tap method." I was like, you got to do it on the side. The bubbles aren't on the top. It's on the sides of the can. That's where you went wrong. I don't think it is, but fair. Uh, So this song Uh. was meant to be like sort of Gilbert and Sullivan style and Mm -hmm. was actually directly influenced by a modern major general uh, it was from very clear pirates of Penzance. Penzance. yeah which they actually did because um john c mcginley at first like he was one of the one of i think it was just him and ken jenkins who hadn't directly said like yes we have musical theater background but they very much did oh and out he, of especially john c mcginley yeah like he is such a good singing voice yeah also. and he and he actually had experience specifically doing like gilbert and sullivan style like songs yeah. so that's why they had him do this which makes sense um well no it like is really fitting because yeah. dr cox's rants are always, are always so uh quippy and uh-huh. i would and when, most when of JD all makes the book hugh jackman <laughs> hugh jackman's wolverine how dare he um <laughs> The only way he'd be more useless if he was the wall that he was leaning against. Yeah, but then again, yeah, blah, blah, blah. blah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Um, John C. McGinley just, like, goes into JD. Like, he's like... Tears he was like, him. fuck you. <laughs> I don't give a shit about you or your problems. Stop telling me when you're having sex. Uh, <laughs> stop trying to be my son. He was like, you have daddy issues. I get that. It's very apparent. And I'm going to call you out for them because I hate you. Uh... And I love it. I also really love the janitor's part in this. When he hits that... Oh, he's like, like I'm the not end. the only one that no, hates I'm you. No, I'm not the only one. Because it all started with a penny in, in the, the door. door. There was a hatred I had never felt before. 
Uh, also, so um, Stacy the Brutos part in this part uh, or in this song um, was referred to as the episode's Patty Lapone moment. And oh, shut your cake hole, Mary Beth. Mary Beth, or I swear to God, I'll shut it soon. And apparently, Stacy DeBruzzo was a is a huge like Patty Lapone fan, mm-hmm. which is specifically why they named her character Patty Miller. That is so cool. Yeah. Oh man. Which I mean, like everyone should love Patty Lapone. Yeah. So. Uh, so Patty just tells JD to shut the fuck up, and Doctor Cox's like, "Cool, I'll give you." I'll medical schedule your care. test this afternoon. <laughs> yeah, which that's is, that's the price. You abused my fellow coworker. <laughs> We're gonna get you know your what, cat though? scan ready to go. You know what? I I take that over a three hundred thousand dollar medical bill though. True. Facts. True. I she could have gotten that too. It almost certainly did. Okay, yeah. And then we get to the song options where Carla and Elliot are really trying to figure out mm. how they're going to tell JD and Turk um what they want. Carla being I I wanna come back to work, being a nurse is who I am. Elliot's like, hey, I want to live on my own. Yeah. Um, because right before, we're going to miss you, Carla, Elliot said, oh, I bought a house. I bought a house. And JD was just accepted. like, oh, I'm so excited for us. And she's like, oh, buddy. Yeah. Nah. Nah. Um, yeah. And so then we get into, like, from that, we move directly into when the... Uh, <laughs> we move directly into the song, When the Truth Comes Out. Um, and so this song, like, um, so it kind of is a, almost a medley of all the different melodies we've heard up to this point, mm-hmm. but the beginning part especially is a parody, is a direct parody of Do You Hear the People Sing? Yeah, it's a good act one closer. Yeah, but as is Do You Hear the People Sing? Yeah. Well, actually that was an act two opener, but mm, might need details. Do You Hear um, the People Sing? Also, I love the line. Oh, that's gonna be fun. The episodes that come out after this are Les Mis with yeah. Lorenda. Former television host of Smart Kids. Amazing. In Ghana. Um, I'm going to mention that so many times and she hates it every single time. <laughs> my favorite line in this song being, is, sometimes you're better off not knowing. But this, but this isn't, isn't one, one of those, those times. times. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, this song is... Um, it's a little sad, too, yeah. because it's, it's as Patty is going into the testing room and it's just like... You, it could be anything. You but, could have a malignant tumor and you don't know. And it's also funny, though, because the people that are so fervent is saying, like, how the truth is important through their, like, dancing body language, like, you know, their diction, mm-hmm. where they accent the words, are Turk and JD. I can't stand them. I can't stand <laughs> them. Or Turk and JD, who, I mean, right before the song is like, how are we going to tell the truth? Well, maybe we can lie. Exactly. And they're like, nope, it's good to be honest all the time. All the and time, like, tell us the to, truth. They're going to be so upset. They're going to be so upset. No. Um, Poor babies. Best to know the truth. For that, we have no diet. I said doubt, super weird. You did. Uh, um, but you'll have to face the future when the truth comes out. And then we have a little like reprise, like Carla from... Would it please? Um, I can't be away for a whole year. So she, like, does come to the yeah. decision. Like, she, she wants she to She wants work. to stay here. Um, and then we get... <laughs> Jay starts singing, everything comes down to poo again. And Patty's like, I'm not crazy. It's like, oh, fuck. I'm crazy. <laughs> I'm crazy. <laughs> um, and Kelso, in the um, tune of Welcome to Sacred Heart, approaches Carla. It's like, if you want your job back, 
you always have one here at Sacred Heart. Yeah, yeah. which is... Which was like, of course. Because yeah. also, Kelso loves Carla. Loves Carla. So we've been... They're, like, moving her, like, from the test, but then we see the test results where we see about her temporal lobe. Yes, Dr. and Dr. Cox she has and a the radiologist, giant... uh, played by Karen Ziemba, are like, oh, fuck. Campbell. Yes. Do you know what an aneurysm is? <laughs> yes. Would you like me to explain it to our listeners in case I they would, don't? I would love you to. Listeners. So an aneurysm is effectively like a bulging of your blood vessels that can happen when the walls thin too much. So the reason that matters is that like, so they'll thin in a specific spot and then that spot will bulge, which means that aneurysm can burst. Um, so in theory, like when she... Assuming she already had the aneurysm, which is probably what caused it to collapse. Assuming she had the aneurysm when she collapsed in the park, literally the act of hitting her head on the ground when she fell, in theory, could have bursted if it was bad enough already. Um, so that's why they said she's a ticking time bomb, because that's literally how aneurysms are often referred to, because you can literally die at yeah. almost any moment when you have one. Yay! Yeah, and so... Uh... At the very end, it's like, how how can I tell him, Elliot to JD, how can I tell him, Carla to Turk, how can I tell her, and how he sings, how can I tell her, John C. McGinley, it's so good. Yeah. And just so, like, sweet. And, and, and I think, and that's the thing caring. that, that's the thing that makes Cox's character great, is that, yes, he's that brash asshole, but he is a legitimately good doctor, and he truly deeply cares about his patients. Yeah. Yeah. And so, uh, Patty's like, oh, when the truth comes out. Um, and then that's the end of Act 1. Which means, boop, 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 boop. Drink number 2. Yep. Be right back. A. Cheers. Cheers. Drink number 2. Tasty as ever. Raven, question for you. Which no. favorite Scrubs episode? Oh. I'm happy to answer first. Yeah, sure, do that. Mine is My Half Acre. Is that when he gets the half acre? With Mandy Moore. That's so funny. Hey, oh, that, I think that's also the Airband episode. Is it? Yeah, I think so. Hmm. Because um, the Hey Julie. Dun, 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 dun. The beginning of that song, JD is like air banding, and Dr. Kelso like points to the song. Mm. It's like, here's a song about a mean little man, and it's with no air banding sign because Turk mm. was disrespected Dr. Kelso. Mm. And like Julie and JD are just moving way too fast, and Elliot is just like appalled. I think my favorite episode might be when they go, uh, what is it, to the Bahamas for the janitor's wedding? Yeah. I don't know what that's called. I don't. But it's a two-parter. Yeah. With their, like, Brady Bunch, like, pendant. It's really, I don't know, I'm a, for anyone who doesn't know this about me, which is, like, everyone, um, I'm a hopeless romantic, and I really love that episode because you see all the couples, like, going through fights and then coming back together, and most importantly, you see that with Jordan and Dr. Cox, mm-hmm. and it's adorable because, like, Jamie, you know they Jamie love each other. says to Elliot, I love you more than Turk. Which is, like, Ugh. breaks her brain. Yeah. Yeah. Act two. Ah, Act ah, ah. Do. Guy love. Guy love. So JD and Turk are checking in on Patty, and JD is like, hey, I love you, and we don't have to hide it. And Turk's like, I don't know about this. 
Um, so this this was a late addition to the show. What? Actually, oh, ridiculous! Because at first, uh, um, Carla and Elliot are first like, "Oh, we, we're really just gonna have to tell them." It's like, don't yeah. you think they're gonna like? Maybe they can like console each other. And Elliot's like, "No, they're guys. They're, they're guys. Not they, touch, don't, they don't touch. get touchy feely like that." Yeah. Immediately uh, go into guy love. Uh, um, I'm proud to call you Chocolate Bear. <laughs> um, and so this was originally meant to be a power ballad. Um, and it kind of became their like theme song. Yeah. So it actually, the melody for this appears in four other episodes of the show, which Campbell, do you know which episodes they I are? don't. Interesting. Okay, so it's My Road to Nowhere. Oh, My of Words of Wisdom. Of course. My comedy show. Oh, and, that's a good one. And our first day of school for season nine. Gotcha. Yeah, so three episodes of the I show. I do know all of those episodes. <laughs> of course you do. Um, My Road to Nowhere is a good one. Fun fact, do you know how it appeared in that episode? It, I believe this is either My Road to Nowhere or My Words of Wisdom. Is it... Uh, so, um, Turk is left with taking care of Izzy while Carla goes with everyone. And is it when... Is it a ringtone? <laughs> It's disturbing how much you... Yes. So when uh, Carla calls Turk <laughs> and Turk's ringtone is the melody for Gylo. And do you know what Turk's uh, ringtone used to be? No. Bye, 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 NSYNC. When JD's uh, yes, kidnapped by the Blue Band group, basically. Uh, uh, he's trying to get his attention because he's in jail. Naturally. <laughs> Naturally. Naturally. Um, I redeemed myself. <laughs> You didn't think I would know the answer, did I you? didn't. I didn't think you would I, know, because no one should know. One of my favorite lines in Road to Nowhere. <laughs> don't don't look at the computer. Look at me. <laughs> we're talking. We're having a conversation. No one else is here. <sighs> um, is when... So, Elliot and uh, Keith, Keith Dudemeister, um, get in a fight, and uh, Keith, like, you know, takes a, like, a, like a jab, um, like, quips at ted for something about like his mom um and ted's like you can't tell me that no one tells me that and then elliot's driving and like turns around and's like kick his ass ted <laughs> and it's just like really funny to me that means nothing to our listeners but uh, i think it's so funny ted's character is so sad guy love um between two guys. there's nothing gay about it in, in our, our eyes. eyes and patty is just like looking away is like this is none of my business Turk is the only man who's been inside of JD. Um, oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. I just took out your appendix. There's no need to clarify. Oh, no. <laughs> do you know Do you know around what time um, he took out his appendix? It was their first Thanksgiving episode. I knew you didn't know the answer, so I just Thank said Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. So apparently, um, he... when... Uh, so the lyrics for a lot of the songs were written by Deborah Fordham, who's one of the main writers for the yeah. show. Um, who, interestingly enough, is not a lyricist. Um, she did a very good job with these She songs. did. Fantastic. And well, for, they have a lot to work with. Yeah, and, and for this song, she apparently, because Stacey DeBruzzo is a huge fan of the show, so uh, oh, that, Fordham... Yeah, so Fordham apparently texted her and was like, hey, can you think of any like intimate moments between like Turk and JD that we could use <gasps> in the show? And uh, DeBruzzo like, texted her like, like, she said it in, like, five minutes. She texts her, like, 30 examples of their Closer relationship. Closer the average man and wife. Oh, That's why I'm matching bracelets like Turk and JD. The falsetto of Donald Faison. Amazing. Incredible. Incredible. Um, no hands. 
And they hug. That's mine and Carter Onquist. Mm-hmm. Handshake. Amazing. When uh, he does the Michael... Featured on our Vakura Picture Show episode with his uh, amazing, wonderful partner, Megan. Megan. <laughs> Megan. I love it. This is probably my favorite song. Yeah, it's so good. And so then Turk and JD are like, you know, all up on each other. Naturally. Like walking down the hallway. They're like, talk- see Carla and Elliot. Mm-hmm. And Elliot's like, I'll go first. JD, I want to live by myself. And JD's like, oh, okay, cool. Turk, can you translate? Hand motions. <laughs> that means you two are no longer talking. <laughs> uh, and Heads then, off. And then Turk turns to Carla and's like, wait, what did... What did he mean? What did she mean? She'll go first, and she was like, "Hey, I want to like actually stay at work." And which blah, is blah. interesting because I thought family was the most important thing to Puerto Ricans. And I feel like we, that's interesting because Carla is we, not Puerto Rican. <laughs> for the last time, she's Dominican. Um, which is a song for the last time. I'm, I'm Dominican. Dominican. Mm-hmm. Okay, Turk. Come on, even the Todd knows. Even the Todd knows she's Dominican. Yeah, the which Todd I think is funny. played by Robert Maschio. Um, so this song parodies Tango Maureen from Rent. I mean, of course it does. Yes, which they, uh, so they wanted, obviously they wanted the song to have like a, a Latin inspired beat. Mm-hmm. Um, and so she finally, uh, Debruzzo, so not Debruzzo, Fordham, um, even though she didn't do the compositions, she did uh, suggest a lot of the musical genres, and I believe she was the one that decided uh, they wanted that she wanted a tango for this song. Um, okay, so then Carla's like, prove you know stuff about me. Mm-hmm. Oh, Your name is Carla. You're a Latina. Yes. Your mother's dead. <laughs> and yeah, three sisters. No, two, two sisters. sisters. <laughs> one of her sisters was in another musical we did. It was a very emotional episode for us. A very emotional episode for us? Just like, I don't know, we felt good and really loved each other. Gross. Was it animated? No. It was La La Land. Oh. Uh, one of the first, uh, uh, Another Day in Sun, one of the like main dancers. Oh, was it the first one, The Yellow? Uh, it was, no, 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 no. Um, that was, you're thinking of um, Somewhere in the Crowd. Mm-hmm. Um, the very opening one, I think her name is Candace Coke, Candace Cook, Candace mm-hmm. Coke, um, played Maria Espinosa, okay. one of Carla's sisters. So she has like two sisters, one brother, other questions. Yes. Raven. Mm-hmm. Is Carla from Illinois or Michigan? Illinois. Chicago, right? Yes. Yes. How many years was Carla in medicine before she met Turk? Eight? Yes. Hey! At their wedding, did they dance to The Beatles or Led Zeppelin? I thought Led Zeppelin. No. The Beatles. And do you know what song I don't... that the Blanks played? They haven't used instruments in a while. That episode's my best friend's wedding. Um, I don't know. Eight many... days a week. I didn't even know. I don't even know that song. Because I don't know the Beatles yeah. or Led Zeppelin, so... Yeah, so it was the Beatles. And fun. these are fun things that, when I heard this, I was like, I already know the answers. Of course you do. I did. should be married to... Because you know so. everything about this show. I do not. Um, and then the Todd's like, dude, even I know. She's Dominican. Um, Turk thing, remembers okay. so much sports that he says, and I quote, uh, There's no room for birthdays and ethnicities. It's not an ethnicity, it's a nationality. 
Correct. Facts. Um, speaking of facts, he says the thing is guys remember facts. Carla is Dominican is a fact. Correct. <laughs> Just Turk, you have no excuse. I love their chemistry so much. I love much. them so much. I also think it's fun. Like the thing I think is great about Turk and Carla's relationship is the way you've seen both of them mature and, and develop throughout the course of it. Because I remember at the beginning of their relationship, it was uh, Carla, like, because Donald, not Donald, Turk was chasing Carla for a while. Um, and then at one point he was like, oh, like, when they first kind of got together, like, she was finally kind of giving him a chance. He was like, why do you even like me? Or what do you even like about me? And she was like, oh, I like that I have to stand on my tippy toes to kiss you. And he was just like, That's seriously? <laughs> like, and, and now they're at, like, this point. I think I think it's really cool to see the way their relationship evolves and develops. And I think it's honestly portrayed in a... And yes, at times, maybe slightly exaggerated way because for comedy. The show is so slapstick. <laughs> yeah. But at the end of the day, like, I think they really represent, like, a real couple going through, like, growing and maturing together. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's fun. It was a good song. Mm-hmm. And then we get to this song, Friends Forever slash What's Going to Happen. We'll be friends, friends forever. forever. We're going to be friends Campbell. forever. What are all of the uh, things they list as examples? Of I was going to write them down, but I thought you were going to because I thought you wanted to talk about them. Well, I just know them because I know the song. Um, but but I also know all the terminology. It's really funny, though, um, because what song is this parodying? We Go Together from Greece. Which is really, I like, it's really ironic that... Also, Life Support and Will I from Rent for the second half yeah. of it. But yes. Um, but... It's really ironic that they're doing a parody of the song in the hospital because their like original lyrics to the Grease song <laughs> sounds like they're having a fucking stroke. <laughs> sounds like they're having a stroke. <laughs> yeah. Um, but the things that they compare in this song You're are... closer to 40 than 30, Elliot. You need to live on your own. JD, I'm 29. <laughs> the things that they compare in the song are the vena cava and the aorta, yep. which are... The your... tibia and the fibula. Yeah, so the vena cava is your largest vein. Yeah. The aorta is your largest artery. Yeah. Um, the tibia and the fibula are both the two major bones of your lower leg. Mm-hmm. Um, diverticulitis and a barium enema, uh, which diverticulitis is a type of inflammation of your lower bowel. Um, oh. And a barium enema is, is yeah. the common treatment for yeah. that. And then the other one was, uh, ooh, Amoxicillin and clavulanic acid, which amoxicillin is a type of antibiotic yep. derivative from penicillin. penicillin. And clavulanic acid, I believe, is one of the key molecules. There's something else in, in a tourniquet. Oh, um, latex tourniquet. Ooh. In a latex tourniquet. Um, do, 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 Oh, it's going to bother me so much. Do you want to just look up the lyrics? Yeah, look up the lyrics. Okay. We're going to cheat. I'll quit. I'll vamp. With more scrubs knowledge. Um, fuck. A hypodermic needle and a latex tourniquet. Cool. Which... I was going to say, here's my, um, here's my scrubs uh, fun fact. My Way Home, which is their 100th episode, which is kind of a parody of um, Wizard of Oz. Mm-hmm. Uh, Turk needs to um, like get a heart, and it's from this one um, patient who is not going to make it, so has to sign up from the parents. He's honest with them, so he gets the heart. Yeah. The father 
of that patient played the scarecrow in Wizard of Oz. Oh, that's cool. Bow, 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 bow. Um, yeah, so it was a hypodermic needle and a latex tourniquet, which, fun fact, also, Campbell, has two major uses. One of which is, you know, a standard injection um, that, you know, the way doctors often give injections or, um, like, take your blood. What is the other major use of a hypodermic needle and a latex tourniquet? Heroin? Yes! (laughs) (laughs) I was just like, is this a trick question? (laughs) Turk and Elliot have, they are crushing the dancing together in this. They are crushing They are. They are. They are crushing They're, like, they're... It's this is a really fun song it until is. they Everyone's remember until they remember that there's a patient five feet away that's dying. Yeah, and then we get into the song. Well, What's not going dying, to but could die at any moment. Yeah, what's yeah. going to happen? Which the lyrics are so sad. It's gonna happen to me. I wonder if I'll grow old. No, I'll... it's I'm paraphrasing. So many, so many things that I put off, assuming I'd have time, assuming I'd grow old, which is just so sad of a line, but so true. Um, you're going to be okay. That's what's, that's what's going, going to happen. happen. And then fuck like everyone there, like she's going to surgery. Yeah. Uh, they're like <laughs> viewing and stuff. And it's like, you're going to be okay. And then fucking JD, JD. says, we, we hope. hope. And Dr. Cox is just <laughs> like, like, shut the fuck up. Why, why would he say that? Cause he's, Cause he's not a good guy. <laughs> JD's not great. I find it. He's just quirky. <laughs> yeah. He's not great. But then she wakes up, and um, there's no music. It was a success. JD's like, who is the best singer? Um, and then we get into his like inner monologue, mm-hmm. um, kind of wrap up. And he says, in musical, there's always a happy ending. False. Repo the genetic opera. Everyone loses in this situation. Facts. Ugh, were you looking at the screen to see if I was too loud? Yes. Rude. I was not. Also, I would argue Cats wasn't a happy ending. Um... I would argue everyone lost in Cats. <laughs> I removed the audience from that situation. Um, no, no, but I mean, think about it, though. The... Missile Cats. Yeah, but it's... Okay, one, it's a cult. Yes. You don't... The cat that There's is... Isabella go- left. The cat and the that... the magical air balloon to God. No, no, no. But here's the thing. I'm pretty sure that cat is being sacrificed. I don't think it's a... Uh... I don't think they're going to heaven. I think Raven, they're... <laughs> Raven. I was done talking about cats when we did that episode over 30 episodes Fair. ago. Fair enough. Was that really over... Wow. Was that episode eight? I don't know. I blocked that memory from my mind. I think it's episode eight. Uh, so, but like JD does saying, like, you know, sometimes you do end up missing uh, the things that you like got get rid of, like your roommates the time you had with your child with Carla going back to work mm-hmm. or the music you used to hear in your head. And we hear that Patty is just humming to herself, welcome to Sacred Heart. Yeah. And that's the end of the episode. Sorry, my belly button itched. Yeah. Fiend. Fiend. Yeah. So um, the music for this episode was done by a large group of people. Um so Deborah Fordham, we have Paul Perry, Jan Stevens, Doug Besterman, Jeff Marks, and Robert Lopez. So um, in general, like generally speaking, um, Fordham, I'll go through each of them and give like a couple of facts of each. 
Um, and then, yeah, talk about like a couple of things overall. So Deborah Fordham is a TV producer and writer. So she's worked on Scrubs, Army Wives, Heart of Dixie, Nashville, and Impulse. And of Scrubs specifically, she wrote 16 episodes of the show. So she did the lyrics of most of the songs. Um, she's not a lyricist. A lot of them were pulling from like examples and instances from the show. Um, and kind of just like doing like doing a lot of the comedic work of it. Um, because that's that was the main point of the lyrics at least. Um, so all the composition itself was done by the remaining five individuals of that group. So Paul Perry is a member of the Blanks. He's an actor and singer. Um, he sings bass in the Blanks and in the Worthless Peons. Um, he co-wrote a couple of the songs, including Everything Comes Down to Pooh and I believe either the Rant Song or When Truth Comes Out. I, f I, figured, I forgot no. to put, yeah. Um, Jan Stevens is a composer for TV and film. Um, so he has composed over 300 episodes of network TV. He's been nominated for an Emmy for his work on Scrubs and has won four BMI awards and one CSAC award. So he's worked on a lot of stuff, including SNL, American Idol, Entourage, The Sopranos, Everybody Hates Chris, Charlie's Angels, Friends, and George Lopez. Oh. And just like, ugh, amazing. Um, Everybody Hates Chris is so fucking funny. I still can't Isn't believe it? Rochelle was in right? Little Shop of Horrors. And her, oh, her voice. Uh, um, the music to our soul. Indeed. Um, Doug Besterman. Cookie. <laughs> <laughs> Doug Besterman is an orchestrator, musical arranger, and musical producer. Um, he's won three Tonys, two Drama Desk Awards, and has been nominated for a Grammy as well. And he has worked with a number of large, uh, like major individuals, including Barbara Streisand, Barry Manilow, Christine Andreas, and Mandy Patinkin. Amazing. What? Um, and so then our last, but certainly not least, two. Um, so Fordham, as part of this, especially because a lot of the uh, main cast members have actual like musical theater experience, um, she wanted to get actual like, Broadway composers to work on mm -hmm. this. So she talked to Zach Braff, and he helped her get... Jeff Marks, and Robert Lopez. So Robert Lopez, we talked about on the Frozen episode. He's a songwriter. Um, he co-created Avenue Q and the Book of Mormon. Um, so he worked on, uh, as far as Disney stuff, he worked on Frozen, Frozen 2, and Coco with his wife, Kristen Anderson Lopez. Um, and Coco is honestly one of the saddest movies ever. It's I rewatched it recently. It's one of the two movies that make me cry every time. Do you know I what that movie is? every time. You've told me, but I forgot. Fox and the Hound. Ugh. I see that for you. Be I also forever. recently, I also recently watched Luca. <gasps> Love it. Luca's so good. Love it so. Much. I like. I was so. I like trying to get my family to watch that for a while, especially yeah. my mom, because like all the you know Italian yeah. stuff. I'm like hell yeah. Amazing. Um, so as a reminder, <laughs> fish boy. Rob Lopez was the youngest and the fastest uh, individual to ever egot, mm -hmm. and he did it twice. Um, we yep. get it. You're, <laughs> You're talented. talented. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> Please be on this podcast. <laughs> um, so then last, uh, Jeff Marks. He's a composer and musical lyricist. So he co-wrote Avenue Q with Rob Lopez. Um, fun fact, 
he passed the New York State Bar and is a licensed lawyer um, and then went on to enroll in the BMI Layman Angle Musical Theater Workshop to get clients in the entertainment industry and then ended up writing Avenue Q after meeting Rob Lopez and uh, which then became the 22nd longest running musical in Broadway history. <laughs> <laughs> he also wrote songs for The Book of Pooh and Bear in the Big Blue House. Oh. Which I know you love. I love Bear in the Blue House. Yeah. Um, good night. No, so long. Farewell to you, my friend. So long. Farewell until we meet again. Hey. Um, it's really funny you said Book of Pooh because that will come up later. Interesting. Oh, yeah. It should have already happened. Um, do you know who's in the music department, like, as a performer for the Book of Pooh? No. Stephanie DeBrasso. You say her name differently, and I think wrong every time. Debra... Debruzzo. Debruzzo. Yeah, I just can't read my handwriting. I was like, is that you or nay? Could be both. (laughs) Debruzzo. Amazing. Yeah, but she, like, for the Book of Pooh, she was uh, one of the performers in the music department. That's really cool. She was also um, one of the leads in Avenue Q, but got this role completely independent of that because Fordham, like, specifically wrote Patty Miller to be her. Yes, also, she was, uh, I already said Sesame Street, but she was also in the Not Too Late Show with Elmo. Is Elmo's mom, man. Yeah, she was also in Sheep Also, in Elmo's City. canonically a two-year-old. I just want everyone in the world to know that. Elmo's world. Mr. Noodle! <laughs> so silly. So silly. What a silly goose. Yeah. Fiend. Fiend. So that's it on the scrubs portion. We're going to, I guess, chug our martinis. Hey. And we'll come back after halftime for Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Indeed. Flip, 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 Philadelphia. Well, it's halftime, sports fans. Um, I don't, I don't know why I said that. Anyway, it's Campbell from Boost Coles. Uh, I'd like to tell you all about Mr. Holland's Opus Foundation. This foundation keeps music alive in schools by providing vital support services to school districts and new musical instruments to underfunded music programs nationwide, giving underrepresented youth access to the many benefits of music education, leading them to success in school, and inspiring creativity and expression through playing music. There have been over 34,000 donated instruments and over 2 million students impacted by this organization. Some of the support services they offer are professional development for music teachers led by certified uh, instrument repair technicians and further community engagement and instrument drives, just to name a few. Again, Raven and I believe the best way to support us as a podcast is to support organizations like Mr. Holland's Opus Foundation that supports music education and the passion of music in our youth. You can donate at mhopus.org slash donate. Again, that's mhopus.org slash donate. Uh, back to our nonsense. Hey everyone, um, just wanted to add in a quick content warning for this portion of the episode. Um, once we get into talking about Charlie's actual musical, the topic of SA, specifically CSA, does come up. So if that is content that might be triggering for you or you might not be able to engage with comfortably, um, please feel free to go listen to one of our other episodes. You can listen to us talk about Barbie dolls and random dancing dogs to your heart's content. On with the show. Hey listeners. We just finished our, our apple teenies and listened to so much of the blanks, the worthless peons from Scrubs. So we're in a great mood. 
We also did a lot of choreography from Scrubs My Musical, which Raven was impressed with. Right? Yep. <laughs> that sounded convincing. Um, okay, know. before we talk about what I see before me... Yes. Let's talk about Always Sunny in Philadelphia. So, Always Sunny in Philadelphia is a sitcom... Anti-sitcom. Anti-sitcom. Otherwise known as a stand-com. A stand-com. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Oh my gosh. (laughs) So it was created in 2005 um, by Rob McElhenney? McElhenney. McElhenney. Oh, excuse me. You're accused. Thank you. And I never saw her again. (laughs) (laughs) And it was developed by him and Glenn Howerton. So they actually play um, two of the main characters. Mac and Dennis. Mac and Dennis, yes. Um, and it, so originally, um, Rob envisioned, like they envisioned it as a, or they started off with like a short film. Like that was the original idea. Um, and then when they got the idea to make it a TV show, they originally wanted it to be about actors living in LA, kind of like trying to make their way. But then once they were getting picked up by a network, they said like, Hey, we don't really want it to be about actors. So they're like, okay, well let's set it in Philly. And let's make it be in a bar because that's the main job we can think of where you have tons of free time, um, but you still have an income. So it's justifiable that you're like a person living in the world. Um, And so it, uh, so they got picked up and it has now become the longest running live action sitcom in US TV history. Um, They have 15 seasons currently out, but they've already been picked up up to 18 seasons. Yeah. Um, and that is surpassing The Adventures of Ozzie and Harriet, which ran for 14 seasons between 1952 and 1966. Um, and basically, the show follows... Um, basically a group of bar employees of Patty's Irish Pub that effectively are just all horrible people. It's so bad. (laughs) And, like, it's really funny because it's, like, in a lot of shows you're like, oh, these terrible people just get away with stuff. No. They get away with nothing. They get away with nothing. You see the repercussions of all of their actions. All Maybe not to the the extent that they should, like, when they kidnap that family. Yeah. Or when they broke into the house, but the homeowners were home. Yeah. Yeah. Wild. Um, but yeah, so basically they don't do their jobs ever. And the only way the bar really stays open is because Frank, I believe Danny DeVito's character, um, just financially backs the bar. Um, but you like never see customers in the bar. There's some regulars. Yeah, but they also... There was this one they'll season... They also randomly close in the middle of the day to go yeah. do something. Yeah, like what they do in this episode. Mm-hmm. But, like, there was this one episode, and it was Dennis, like, he found out, like, he does have a kid, and he, like, goes off to, like, take care of him. And so they have, like, a new Dennis, which is played by Mindy Cowling, who is just, like... I love that. ...really good at scamming people, and they, like, make a bunch of money, and then Dennis comes back, and he's like, no... I'm gonna stick around. And Mindy's like, what are you talking about? We're, like, doing so much better without you. And the rest of the gang is like... Well, we know him better. So they make the wrong decision as always. Yeah. Because they like scammed so many people with her. It was so funny. So, to follow with this musical. So, okay, so yeah, this episode, The Nightman Cometh. Mm -hmm. Which is named after um, The Iceman Cometh, which is a play by Eugene O'Neill. And that is actually so the. 
kind of the, the meta sort of joke there is that the Iceman Cometh actually follows a group of narcissistic bar employees and basically it's it's sort of an existential um, examination of their lives. Like they're, uh, basically they're all going through an existential, an existential crisis together throughout the show and basically realizing like, hey, our lives and what we do with them are kind of worthless at this point because we don't do anything productive. Yeah. Um, and so that was sort of where like that naming came from, sort of a tongue in cheek. Yeah. Type and of so thing. this yeah. episode, uh, this was uh, the finale of season of four. Season four, so four episode, episode 13. Yeah. Episode 12. 13. Mine showed 13. Oh, mine showed 12. Interesting. Um, um, the season finale of season four. And it's like also based off like the, uh, the, Dayman song yes. was written in a previous episode by Charlie mm-hmm. and Dennis. Um, yes, and um, we'll talk about the specific people later. But okay, yeah. well, yeah, we'll talk about that later. But yeah, so but the, it's so basically, the, so the Nightman Dayman concept was from a previous episode. Yeah, and basically, the song from that episode was just so popular that they just made a musical episode based on it. Yeah, so Raven, would you now like to describe what we're drinking and what the fuck I have before us? Yes. So, listeners, if you have watched this show, um, or watched this episode specifically, it's a little wild. And um, one of the main parts, or I guess takeaways, of the the musical that Charlie's character writes is... is about effectively a tiny boy, little boy, baby boy, um, who the princess, who this princess is in love with and wants to sleep with, who um, gets raped by the nightman, um, who pays the troll toll, and, and then becomes the man slash the becomes day man. the day man. So, in honor of that tiny little tiny boy, little boy, baby boy, the drink we are drinking is called a baby's bottle, and it is milk, cream liqueur whiskey and honey and it is in fact meant to both look and taste like breast milk (laughs) raven you're i feel like okay let's break this down and i am in fact wearing a onesie raven um a lot of times because raven is the one that edits this podcast you edit it in such a way that you look great thank you you will not allow me to edit there's no, so like you doing this and that entire thought process should show our listeners <laughs> what you are not letting them see in every other episode. You know what's funny? This isn't even like, oh, I went through many options. That, like this was just like the when I thought, thought of like making a cocktail for this. You this, thought this was, my, this was my thought. Yeah, so we're drinking them out of fucking bottles. Oh, yeah, like, I legitimately bought baby bottles, and I'm serving him this drink out of a baby oh, bottle. Oh, and also, and it, way it, to gender us. It is lukewarm. Okay, no, so the original ones that I had were yellow, and that's the picture that I have. And I intentionally bought yellow as the color, so that it wouldn't be blue or pink. I have the pink one. But the one, when I got them today, I had to get new ones because I forgot to bring the ones from Harrisonburg. Um, and they only had the two colors, so. Hmm. To be fair, this isn't so much blue. It's more of like a teal. It's blue. Turquoise. It's okay. Blue. Um, okay. So, yeah, that's always sunny. So, I, I, okay. So, I think for the actual drinking, we can take the top off. But I would like to, like... We're going to suckle at first. Just for a second. <laughs> okay. So, cheers. Let's get this. Cheers.
<laughs> I like we made eye contact the entire time. <laughs> we should have a competition sometime to see who can drink through a, a nipple the fastest. It is called a nipple. <laughs> Doesn't it taste really good though? <coughs> Where are we at? Don't cheat. Oh. Damn it. <laughs> <coughs> um, this tastes really good. This is wild. <laughs> I. This is my plan from the beginning. <laughs> Listeners, like for... I, I think she broke me. Because um, I just had too much knowledge of a TV show. She truly, in the spirit of the show, broke me. <laughs> also, you know what's even funnier? I've never, wa- <laughs> I've never watched this show. Other than this one episode? This episode is the only full episode I've ever seen I was about to show. ask you, what's your favorite episode of the show, then? This one. <laughs> <laughs> Mine is Charlie McDennis, Game of All Games, which we'll watch afterwards. They make their own board game. Ooh. And it's drinking involved, of, of course. Of course. Um, I do know a lot of quotes on the show. First of all, through Christ, all Wild things are card. possible, so jump, so jump <laughs> that down. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we take the dust off. <laughs> we don't need to be suckling this in front of each other. It feels wrong. Also, the bottles are sticky because I spilled the I spilled the drink everywhere. Oh, you had an oopsie. I had a giant ladle and a tiny bottle opening. <laughs> this is not what I thought. I thought you because she like bought um, at the store something I wasn't allowed to see. I kept calling it the secret item. <laughs> yeah, and I was like, don't we need other cups for this drink? And you're like, no. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> so at first, do you know what I thought you bought? What? A funnel. <gasps> that would have been I thought you were going to make us funnel drinks. That was my first thought. When I was like, yeah, I was like, did you? And you're like, you know exactly what I bought. Who in their right mind would think you bought a bottle? <laughs> well, because, okay, so here's the thing. A while ago, we had a conversation about potentially dressing up for this episode. And that's where I introduced the idea of like, because I was, I was thinking. I never thought about dressing up for that episode, just for the Instagram picture. Oh, I guess to me... Because I have scrubs. I guess to me they were one and the same. Yeah. But I, like, from the beginning, I was planning on serving this in a baby bottle, so I was like, I must be in a onesie. Yeah. Yeah. I... We I'm were, really glad that this had the exact Our vibe switched <laughs> so fast. Uh, when we were on the commercial You're break... You're welcome. Raven did say, I really like our vibe right now. Um, which I agreed. We were having a good time. And now I just feel upset. <laughs> So let's talk about Always Sunny in Philadelphia, the Nightmare Yay. in Covenant. 7.15 p.m. on a Friday in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Charlie enters. Hey, guys. And he has this wad of paper. <laughs> it's not even, they're not even all the same type of paper. There's, like, randomly stapled pieces of, like, receipts and coupons that, like, you know he scribbled all over to, like, Pieces of, like, notebook paper, like, rules notebook paper, but then also, like, um, steno pad paper, but, like, it's just, it's an entire mess. Yeah. It's Charlie, Charlie Kelly in a packet of paper. Well, Charlie Day. That's Charlie, the character's name. I thought, I thought the character, I thought the actor was Charlie Day and the character is Charlie Kelly. Oh, 
Fuck. Because the actor is Charlie Day. Yeah, the actor is Charlie Day, so Charlie Kelly. So you're wrong. I am wrong. Who's also been in the Lego movie, Horrible Bosses, The Cool Kids. Uh, he's like... I one. was going to say that because he's also the composer. But he's an actor. That's fair. You're in a weird mood. <laughs> drink I'm your acting bre- like a baby. Drink your breast milk. <laughs> That's pretty good. Okay, question for you, Raven. Yep. When you said it's supposed to be breast milk, what did you Google <laughs> what search? I, what I mean? Yeah. No, only in the sense that, like, the primary component is milk slash cream liqueur. Um, and breast milk, it, at least human breast milk, uh, is, is alcoholic. A, no, is a little, <laughs> it has a, has a slight sweetness, which is why I use honey specifically, because I wanted it to be that sort of, like, earthy sweetness, but not, like, earthy earthy. Also, when That's I made, good. when I made it for myself, I used Hennessy, but this time I made. I and you used, also used oat milk, right? I used oat milk and Hennessy this time. How which, does this compare? So the one that I made for myself was a little thinner, which breast milk usually is. This one is made with Homestead Creamery milk, which. Fun fact, listeners, Homestead Creamery, um, that's it. That is milk made from cows that are grown or developed, ranched, I guess, in the Blue Ridge Mountains of Virginia, which is where we live. What does this have to do with musicals? (laughs) The Homestead Creamery milk... The Homestead Creamery milk is a lot thicker because it's it's a whole milk. Thicker than a snick. Uh, it's a whole milk, so it's a lot thicker. Which so this this version of it is a little less like breast milk. Uh, oat milk has actually a much more similar consistency. Yeah, and it's also like oh no, I feel like the sweetness that comes along with oat milk would go is a little well more natural. With, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. The, the only reason I just already had the Homestead Creamery milk, so I just yeah. use that instead. Yeah, because we're oh yeah, we're recording at Raven's parents' house. Yes, that's our studio today. Fun fact, and there are baby pictures of me around that are available. If... Yeah, you're really obsessed with the baby thing right now. <laughs> it's It was a whole thing in his musical. It's the point of the musical, Campbell. Charlie wrote... I'm just trying to follow the nature of our podcast. Charlie wrote a musical and then... About everyone... a child being molested. I read... <laughs> Immediately, everyone else in the gang is just like... Why'd you do that? No one writes a musical for no reason. For no reason. So then we have... He looks not mentally well. <laughs> you haven't seen the show, which is wild. I didn't know this about you. I've never when we watched were, So show. we were talking about we were doing like TV musicals. Of course we were going to do Scrubs One Obviously. Musical. And I thought we can do like this episode. We had other options, but you were like, yeah, it sounds great. <laughs> yeah. Because like, okay, because... We could have done Buffy the Vampire Slayer. We could have done Daria. That's fair. But it was because, like, done the one, I've, I have heard a lot about It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, and I knew it was a good show that a lot of people, including people I knew, liked. Like and I've my, my sister, my friends, etc. But um, I have, in theory, always wanted to watch it. I just never really got around to it, I guess. And so I was like, I mean, sure. We're watching an episode tonight. Cool. We're watching my favorite episode Well, I've episode seen an tonight. episode. We're watching my favorite episode tonight. Charlie McDonough's Game of All Games. Amazing. The, the game is called Chardy McDennis. I don't like that. Because <laughs> it's all their names. Charlie D. Mac Dennis. But what about Frank? He, he It was invented before he was around. Also, can we just talk about the fact that Danny DeVito is in the show? Yeah, he's uh, D's and Dennis's dad. Did Which you probably didn't know from this no, one episode. I did not know. Yeah, Frank Reynolds is Deandra and Dennis Reynolds' father. Her name is Deandra? Yes. 
And this she's is white? wild. This is <laughs> wild that you don't know the show I've and we're never, doing it. You know what's funny? I because I didn't know the names of the characters besides Charlie and Dennis. Um, when it said when I was, do you know what Mac's actual name is in the show? What Ronald McDonald. He goes by Mac. That's not a joke. I mean, it is a joke in the show, but yeah, his name is Ronald McDonald. It's Mac. When I was reading the trivia, <laughs> and it said the whole thing about like Frank financing the bar, I was like, "Who's Frank?" And I was like, "Probably Danny DeVito, Danny DeVito's character." And that—that's how they came to that conclusion. Okay, so Charlie's <laughs> talking to people. He's talking to Dennis, played by Glenn Howerton, who's been in AP Bio, The Fugitive, The Mini Project, that '80s show, which is this that '70s show, like spinoff show about like you know kids in the '80s. Um, Rock McKelney, who's like you know the creator of the show. Yep. Um, who's also been like, you know, Mythic Quest, like a bunch of things. Um, and we also have Caitlin Olsen, who plays D, who's been in Curb Your Enthusiasm, The Mick, which was canceled way too soon, Finding Dory she was in. But most, like, not most recently, because she's in a lot of stuff and she's super talented. You know, she's married to Rob McKilney in real life. Did not know that. Yeah, they started dating after her filming the show. Um, but she plays DJ in Hacks. And I made you watch some of Hacks, right? That is a very good show. I it's a very it. good show. Do you know uh, who said to watch that show? You. Ashley Ray. Oh. On Twitter. Ooh. <laughs> Everything she suggests is I, right. I did love it. Um, That's also, why I started watching Southside. Also, now I'm worried that people will wonder why I know what breast milk tastes like. <laughs> I, I'm moving on from that right now. <laughs> I, I only have so much bandwidth for you. Um... How are you almost done with it already? Okay. Because I'm stressed. Also, isn't it delicious? It's it's pretty good. It's just like sweet milk. Uh, yes. How much alcohol is in this? It doesn't feel like a lot. Um, is a lot in it? So it's two cups regular milk, one cup cream liqueur, quarter cup whiskey, quarter cup honey in the entire batch. So I would say, what, a third? Out of four cups, one and a quarter. I was about to say, milk's a good chaser, but that's not what I mean. It's, it's about a third alcohol okay yeah that's about 30 percent let me just have martinis so i'm feeling frisky but a fifth of the third is like whiskey a so. fifth of the third so uh, a 15 correct quick maths i am an engineer say patrick was an engineer he, he was, was he, he was. was we can't <laughs> <laughs> Listeners, uh, we're gonna take. Don't don't ask. We'll take that to our graves. Um, <laughs> rah rah. Um, if you know, you know. If you know, you know. <laughs> if you know, you know. Oh, God. We are not well. <laughs> so we're the same. We're the right mindset for this fucking show. Correct. So yeah. Um, okay. So yeah. So it's so funny. He's like, everyone's like, oh no. Okay. So you like, had to write this for a reason. For a reason, and they're like, and then Dennis is like, who's the mark? Because that like this entire Obviously. show is about them like scamming and screwing people over. Um, yeah, it's like whose face are you shoving it into? And Max like who who is this versus? Like who are who are we doing this musical versus? Who yeah. like we have to take someone down? Um, Which I think because uh, originally when they were trying to figure out how to make it or like sort of organic to the style of the show or to the tone of the show, they were originally thinking like, Oh, maybe this can be as part of like a, an elaborate prank with a rival bar. So I think that was maybe meant to be like an allusion to that, which they like illusion a L L O instead of I L O. Yeah. No, I gotcha. Yeah. Um, 
Which is funny because they've done that in quite a few episodes. Which I wouldn't know. Wild. Um, I need another drink. Would you like it in your baby bottle? Yes, please. Okay, so then Charlie's like, fine, if this is what y'all think about this, I guess, like, I can give parts somewhere else. And they're like, hold up, hold up. We're just trying to, like, you know, catch up, be with you. Like, see, this is a lot right now. Like, we won't be in parts. Um, and then he introduces the Nightman Cometh and then plays, hold on, Temptation Sensation by Heinz Kiersling. Kiersling? What are you doing? Kiesling um, is the theme song to Always Sunny, which is a public domain classical musical piece. Hint, hint. We'll talk about it later. Hey. Oh, man, this is so funny. Okay, then we... What? Yeah, why are your notes over there? Because I put them stop. We have devolved. We were doing so well. We have devolved for this episode. I'm doing fine. I don't know what you're talking about. Okay, so then we get to the theater that Artemis has booked. Artemis, played by Artemis uh, Pedani, mm-hmm. who's been in Big City Greens, Future Man, which is such a good show. With uh, It's on a Hulu original show. Everyone should watch it. Um, Scandal, uh, Garfunkel, and Oates. Amazing. She's so funny. that She's like, like a recurring character in the show. Yeah. She has helped transcribe... Uh, Charlie's uh, feverish manic writing into something that's remotely legible. Yeah, legible. (laughs) Um, And also book the theater. Mac has been cast as the lead boy slash day man. Mm -hmm. Frank has been cast as the troll guy. Frank being Danny DeVito, who is uh, it's Danny DeVito. It's Danny DeVito. Hercules, the penguin. The Penguin, the Lorax. He acted and directed Matilda. Mm-hmm. And also, everyone look up the story of Dan DeVito Ugh. and Matilda and what he did for Matilda. Yeah. Especially when her mom was getting sick. It's just, he's just such a he's good just guy. Such a great also in Taxi. So he's yeah. uh, the troll and he asks, can I be naked? Because everyone in the 70s in theater was naked. Which Charlie promptly says, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then the princess is... Uh, D is cast as the princess yes. who works in a coffee shop and she asks Charlie why is she a pedophile? <laughs> also. And because she is singing Tiny Boy, Little Boy, Baby Boy, I need you. I want, I to, want you. I want to touch you. I want to touch you. Ooh. Ah. Ooh. <laughs> also, I ah. love the line, what are you doing? I'm eating because I'm uncomfortable. Hashtag mood. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, and then, like, Dennis is upset not being the lead boy because yeah. he's, like, the biggest narcissist. Naturally. Um, but Mark later sees that uh, the Nightman seems cool or seems so badass. He's like, he has cat eyes and does karate. And Charlie's like, what are you Where talking about? Where are you about? getting this? And he's like, no, that, like. It is his, cre- he's taking creative artistic liberties. Yes. He's, he's, yes. he's envisioning Although, the character. Although, like, Dayman does do karate because it's Dayman. Dayman. Ah, fighter, fighter of, of the, the night, night man. man. Ah, so champion of the, the sun. sun. 
He is a master, master of, of karate, karate and, and friendship, friendship for, for everyone. everyone. Day, day, man. So, fun fact, those were the first lyrics that they wrote for that song. and Because it was in a previous episode. Yeah, and Howerton was like, which they're they're awful, and that's what makes it amazing. I'm like, I disagree. I think those are the best. It's like, it's like, I think those are the best lyrics you could ever write for it's any like, song. It's like a little bit of Alexis. Yeah. La, 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 la. A little bit of Alexis. Alexis. Which, uh, uh, Eddie Murphy, Alexis, oh wrote with some, like, music, like, producer, like, friends of hers. Yeah. And they, like, it was like, oh, I'll write the song, and they, like, kept it themselves. They showed it to Sarah Levy, who played Twyla, and she was like, this is, like, one of the things I've ever heard. And they were like, perfect! Amazing. <laughs> la, 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 A little, a little bit of Alexis. Alexis. Um, have you, she was on the Kelly Clarkson talk show, <laughs> and they did, like, a version of it, a little bit of Lexus, and a whole lot of Texas. Amazing. I'll play for you later. Well, sure. I paid the troll toll, and then I raped Dennis. Oh, like this show. <laughs> um, it's while this is the first episode. I, like, can't get over that. It's, like, from this episode Which... long, are you sold on this show? Honestly, yes. <laughs> Which it's funny. So, uh, reading, reading, um, about Rainbow. about this episode, um, <laughs> butterfly in Rainbow. the sky, I can fly twice as high. So, <sighs> um, so Charlie Day, when he was talking about this episode, he was saying that like, uh, uh, what basically what he likes about it is sort of the he feels like it's sort of like smart comedy in the sense that like. A rape joke isn't funny. It's no. a child molestation joke is not funny. No. However, <laughs> a situation <Yet>. where a <laughs> guy writes a play that he feels is about self empowerment that just sounds like it's about a child, child being molested when it's when that's not the intention at all. It's no just confusion molested. and misunderstanding. Yeah. That is hilarious. <laughs> yeah, and it really is, which is unfortunate. So then we Correct. get into rehearsal. Yes. So we see the practice of tiny boy, little boy, baby boy, which is so gross. So the princess from the coffee shop. Abolish me! Did they abolish me? So you it's didn't good... know. So you didn't know they were siblings. That's why they didn't want to kiss. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. So at the end, like, I they were just the like... lead boy and the princess are supposed to kiss, and they're like, "We're not doing that because they're twins." I thought they were just like. Oh my god, we're such good friends. No, they're twins. That's yeah, I get that. I get it. Mm-hmm. And so Artemis is trying to I wouldn't to kiss my sisters. Uh Dee's like, yeah, I don't want to do this. Uh and Charlie is uh He's up here. He's up here. He's up right to now. here. <laughs> um and Artemis tries to help and even though she's not supposed to talk to the town. Artemis don't speak to like, the what if they have a very sexually charged embrace? <laughs> Her voice is just perfect. I love she has it. Such she's a great in rich, everything velvety voice. She also reminds me of my manager in the best way possible. Nice. Yeah. Oh, she has sex with Frank a lot. I didn't need to know that. <laughs> um, it's so gross. And then Charlie's like, Dennis, take five. Can you give it? I need a five. Can you, can, can you give us Manic. a five? <laughs> and so he takes five. Um, and he's eating because he's uncomfortable. He's uncomfortable. Um, and he's talking to D, <laughs> and gives D some options. Oh my god! I can cut the song. I can have because I Ar- wrote it. Because I wrote it. I can have Artemis do it. Because I wrote it. Or I can uh, strap on a wig and sing the song myself. So D, do you want song or, or no song? song? <laughs> and she's like, I, I want to sing, want- sing the song. Oh, you want to sing the song? My only note was Jesus, Charlie. <laughs> 
Which is so funny, because he's like the carefree one. Although there's this one that episode... That does not come across. There's this one episode <laughs> where he's like the wild card of the group. Um, there's this one episode where they're going to have Is that a meme from this? Yes. Okay. Um, I know that you, I love that you know exactly yeah. what... Yep. Um, where there's like the health inspectors coming. It's like, oh no, it's, everything's fine. But like Charlie apparently always takes care of it. So it's always from his... The episode's from his point of view. It's a really good episode of television. Mm. Um, so that rehearsal's done. And so they start rehearsing the troll toll. Oh you have to play pay the, the troll, troll toll, toll to get into this the boys, boys hole. Boys soul. Boys hole. Boys hole. Boys soul. Um, which sounds like boys hole. Because that in Frank, are you chewing gum? And you hear Dan's like, he said no gum because he's scared of Charlie. It's unprofessional. It's unprofessional. Um, Which it is, if you're doing theater, do not chew gum and do not drink milk or any form of dairy product before performing. Cause, why? Because it, it like it coats your throat too much and it um, mm. affects your That's it affects your singing and projection ability. As I believe justice can confirm because she is a member of the international thespian society i'm i love my best friend i'm very proud of her yeah you love me too your best friend right yes oh they haven't heard justice yet unfortunately oh that's true they haven't yeah justice was we'll on, correct uh, that yeah, listeners justice was on episode it was like one of our first 10 episodes but, but her audio, audio got, got corrupted lost. yeah and she is like I've one saved of the your life and she's one of the best humans in the world. So like, oh, she, I love her. You're, she's, you're definitely going to meet her at some point. Yeah, th- yeah, yeah. This season, um, and so Mac is like, okay, yeah, uh, who cares about that? Uh, how do you want me doing the rape scene? And Charlie's like, uh, <laughs> what, what do you, what, what rape scene? What are you talking about? It's like, oh yeah, well sure, I play the tro- I pay the total, and then I rape Dennis, <laughs> yeah, the little boy. <laughs> That's like, oh, I go across the so I can showcase my skills. The thing I love, meow. Though, the thing I love though is that so from Charlie's perspective, this is about this movie or this musical is about him. Like he talks about how like the baby boy is like his spirit. Like he feels like a young boy. Yeah. Um, and during the course of the musical, he sort of grows up and loses his innocence and becomes a man. And that's what this journey is about for him. But to everyone else, it just seems like a child being molested by yes. a creature called the Nightman. Yes. But the thing that I really yes. love, and the thing that come that really hits like comes across for me in this like group friendship dynamic, is that they're all immediately on board. Like they like they fully believe this is a rape scene. They fully believe this song, like Tiny Boy, Little Boy, Baby Boy, is about a princess who wants to have sex with a baby. But D and does bring up. She doesn't want to do it. She yeah. D says she doesn't want to do it, but like Dennis and Mac are like they're like yeah, the rape scene. Let let's figure out the best artistic way to do it. Let's make it classy. You know what yeah. I mean? And just I I live for that sort of support for my friends. Okay, and so uh, Mac practices like karate across the stage, and then goes up to Dennis to rape him. <laughs> um, <laughs> And the sexing. Yeah, this uh, the uh, he's like, oh, should I get a blanket to cover up the rape? And Dennis is like, yeah, the blanket will help make the rape, uh, the sexing, sexing. from behind <laughs> feel more classy. Gosh. Um, and now he's up to here. He didn't know he could get up to here, Charlie. He's he's up to here. <laughs> so then he, where like go to the street and he scares waitress is her character's name. 
That makes me very because sad Because she's a waitress that he's obsessed with. I have to explain these things to you, which Correct. I did not think so. <laughs> so, waitress is, for seasons, Charlie's been stalking, trying that, to marry. See, that came across because my only note for the scene was... I am very concerned about his past with this woman slash his current mental state. Waitress. <laughs> that is her character name. Yes, waitress. She doesn't have a name. Yeah, it's waitress. <laughs> Played by Mary Elizabeth Ellis, oh, who's also in Masterminds, Lodge 49, Sarah Clarina Diet, New Girl. No. Is not she her. not the girl? No, name? she's not Natalie. She looks like her. She looks exactly like her. Yeah, that's not her. Wild. Um, but Mary Elizabeth Ellis is also married to Charlie Kelly. You mean Charlie Day? Charlie Day, yes. Okay. I keep on mixing them up. Because it feels, to I me, was Kelly's, like, like, feels like a normal mix. Because at first, I was going to say, oh, that's so funny. And then I was going to say, wait, that no, doesn't make sense. Character. And then I was like, yeah. Charlie and Waitress are married in real life. Hilarious. Yeah. And so, Charlie was like, hey, come to my show. And she was like, I'd rather kill no. myself. <laughs> um, and says, and Charlie was like, hey, if you come, it means this is so much important to me. If, if you come, you I will come, never speak to you again. I won't call you. I like. Which I just feel like. went to the hospital because he was in a car accident. He was like, yeah, and you came. It's like, you listen to me as your emergency contact. <laughs> if you ever have to. Restraining order. If you ever have to convince someone to do something by promising them that you'll never see them again or talk to them again, you should already not be speaking to that person. That's what that means. Like, they, they don't want to interact with you. At the beginning of this segment, we acknowledge that they're all horrible people. Correct. End of statement. <laughs> Fair. So she agrees to come. Um, and then we go back to rehearsal mm-hmm. um no we don't go back to no, no we, we go to we go to showtime basically showtime and so we get uh so they're like opening night apparently they don't have a bar to run nope um well, and then there's a new the there's a new pianist played by may laborde uh gladys who is in another episode of always sunny the dentist system which is... Oh, I've seen that clip. Okay. Yeah, Gladys is in that episode. She was also in Pineapple Express, The Heartbreak Kid. She's going to be playing the piano. And they're just trying to... They're, like, late to perform, but Charlie sees Waitress Which, take her fun seat. fact, so um, they also performed the show live in a number of cities. I'll be talking well, about in later. In 2009. And um, in and at least, in at the least a few of the shows... Um, Gladys was actually played by Danny DeVito's wife. Oh, that's real yeah. sweet. Um, and then, like, they're getting ready, and, like, Dennis is really nervous. Mac is pretty pumped. Dee says, like, oh, by the way, I wrote a song, and I will be singing it. And he's like, no, you will not. Absolutely not. He's like, no, for sure, I definitely am. It's going to happen. And he's like, I'm going to smack your face off of your face. So they're about to go on, and we'll start off with... Tiny boy, little boy, baby boy, which has plagued Raven's mind for some reason for everything we're doing with this podcast. I just, okay, so here's my thing. I honestly really like this song. Just the way it sounds, the tiny boy, little boy, baby boy, I need you. Like, it's 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 just start again. Tiny boy, Ooh. little boy, ah. baby boy, Ooh. I need you. It's just, it's, 
it's just a good sounding song. It, it is, which besides, is unfortunate. Besides, the you know, the, the nature of the lyrics. Um, <laughs> stop ooing and aahing. <laughs> and now that you know That's the thing. that they, they're twin siblings, they turn, how do you feel? They turn from oohs and ahs to grunts, and I don't... Yeah, and Dee's costume, it's a rental. Also, and she can't wait. move her arms. I love Which it. is so convenient. When they get to Caitlin champion of so, the sun. Caitlin Olsen is so fucking funny. Also, to answer your question, it makes me feel horrible and worse about this. I want to touch you, baby boy. <laughs> and it's not like, baby boy, you're on my mind. Baby boy, on my mind. No, it's, it's I want to I make want love to, to you, make, boy. I want to make love to you, infant child. <laughs> yeah, unfortunate. Um, which, and they, which they, is they, they like by. at the ends of you know stage left stage right and then they end instead of kissing they just awkwardly sibling hug yes which in this song is then immediately followed by uh, just D- to be clear D'Andra Reynolds original <laughs> just, just to be clear. clear I did not write that song or have I, ever I stuck had with a child. child. Just to be clear, many men find me very attractive. She is an 8 or 9 out of 10. I'm available if any guys want to give me their number after the show. Uh, just to be clear. And Charlie is just like having an aneurysm. Call back. Call back to Scrubs. And Dennis and Mac are saying, it's like, it's like oh, Dee's uh, getting a lot of laughs. And Mac's like, no, no, laughs are cheap. I want gasps. Which is funny because he only gets laughs. Yeah. And she sings the rest of that, and yeah, Max gonna uh, he's gonna pop his cat's cat eyes in, and then we get to the troll toll, toll, which which is is cats features West Side Story. The cat eyes, it's insane. If you want to get into this boy soul, boy soul, you've got to pay the The troll troll toll. Which is like so the the troll we do the find thing that confuses out me, though. owns the little boy. Yes, the thing that confuses me that though, he just pimps out. The nightman pays an indeterminate amount of money for the troll toll. So is it just you must give me money, or is it a specific amount of money? Because he doesn't count it. Uh, maybe maybe in that How satchel. How much do you think Dennis's it? boy hole is for? <laughs> um, is it like a bussy? Um, I mean, by definition. Um, <laughs> well, Mom, don't ask me what that word a boy is. Boy pussy. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, butt pussy. Um, oh it seems like in his, in the Nightman sack, <laughs> there was a certain amount, which I assumed he previously counted. Mm. It wasn't like, here's what I have. He was like, also, here's what you are owed. I will note, um, Frank's troll costume and makeup in. Fantastic. It's basically him being the penguin. Yes. He, but without the top hat have, have and the you, suit. So not him being but the like, penguin. But like, he didn't, but like, have you seen that movie? He doesn't really wear a top hat. He's just like That's fair. Greasy. <laughs> He's just and he greasy. like bites that dude's nose off. Which I, like, remember so vividly from my childhood. You know what I remember vividly? What his hands looked like. Oh. Spock. <laughs> but, like, with the prosper. one claw at the end. Yeah. Um, okay, so he plays pays the trolls to haul. 
and he karate's across the stage. Ooh, alcohol. Um, <laughs> I will say, his karate moves, impressive. They would have got me. <laughs> Honestly, they looked a bit more like Wing Chun than karate, but that's neither here nor there. Yeah. And he jumps on the bed and proceeds to rape. Sex. Rape his best friend. And which then Dude, says, do you have a boner right now? He's like, no. And he starts like pumping him. And he's like, that hurts. He like, also, which also Raven didn't know like later in the series, Mac does come out. Yeah, I didn't know that. And he like has a sex doll of Dennis. Um, I don't know whether I approve the creative change from um the side sideways missionary or sideways um you know spooning position to the legs up ass out like i i don't know if i, I if mean, i approve that change i mean i do for consenting adults um jesus christ you know what it is bitch is <laughs> a line <laughs> Okay. Well, not a line. Line in the show, not in the musical. So the waitress is like, what the fuck is happening? So then we find out the boy does belong to well, the I troll. Well, I think everyone named, in the audience. Named Antonio. Oh, fun fact. The troll's name's Antonio. Yes. <laughs> fun fact. The audience in the show is made up of background actors from the show. Mm. But who were given no context for the musical, so their looks of confusion are real. But a lot of them do laugh a lot. A lot of them do laugh, yes. But they they were not given any context for this. They were just told to sit there. (laughs) So the boy belongs to a troll and awkwardly is handed a gun, shoots the troll, and is like, (laughs) I am a man. I was transformed by the strong, musky power of true love and I'm now but he also says my innocence was taken away from me I'm just like I feel like we say that a lot in in reference like your childhood going away but one the you that is that was a child one is still you like you're you're not a quote unquote different I don't know where you're going with this Raven (laughs) I don't know why people always say that like when you become an adult, your innocence is taken. Like you can still have a sense of innocence as an adult. It just requires. But I feel like when innocence is taken, it's usually from like a forcible act, like rape. Correct. Yeah, it's, it's not like just like getting older. Like, oh yeah, I went to college, my innocence was taken. No, but I'm saying it's not. That's not a requirement to become an adult. So in, in oh, I didn't think I, that, but they didn't say it was. It was just like it, he became an adult. It, that's from what it being, feels like to me. Being like. He was like molested, so he was like forced to like grow up because his well, his was soul was taken or taken over. I it's not clear what Charlie thinks is happening here. He became an adult because his innocence was taken away. But how if it wasn't because he would no, but it was. <laughs> but I thought okay, so here's my thing. Given that I have not watched the show and I have no I feel context, like Charlie's uncle molested him. But given, I don't know if that's fact. I haven't given, watched the show in a while. Given given that I don't watch the show and I have no context for this, I thought But the context of the musical I thought that this play because at the end he asked what's her face, which apparently she doesn't have a name, she's just waitress. Yeah, waitress. He asked her to marry him. So Why are you know? I thought that with that especially with the role of the princess in the musical, that this she works on the coffee shop. Waitress I, does. I thought that this episode or that I thought the musical was supposed to be in some way reminiscent of how he felt in their relationship. And I thought like in some way he felt his innocence was taken 
by the relationship, which is why he didn't understand why they were seeing it as a rape scene. Oh, okay. That's what I thought. Okay. So that's and why I was like, the rape was not actual. It wasn't clear to you that they never had a relationship? No, I thought they used to date. No. Oh. No. That makes it even worse. Yeah. Oh, that makes it so much worse. Yeah. Oh, no. I thought she was, like, his ex-girlfriend who had recently broken up with him, and he was like, oh, my God, no, I'm going Charlie, crazy. Charlie just stalks her. Oh, no. He doesn't know her name. It's Waitress. Oh, no. And Waitress is in love with Dennis a lot of the time. Oh, that's creepy. It's fun. Oh. So, anyway, uh, he is now the day man, and he shoots the troll. He's like, what's that? You know what it is, bitch. Yeah. Nightman's back, and... Uh, <laughs> Bang, 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 bang. Mac doesn't know his lines and they have this awesome fight scene, which then the day man removes with ah. his awesome karate and friendship for everyone, removes the heart of Nightman, Temple of Doom style. Which I will say, that was probably the the most well done part of the musical. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. People really like it. And the princess returns and Damon was once a boy and is now a man. In, in love with her. And we get to Dayman. Ah! Um, from the previous episode, D can't raise her arms up. It's very Target lady. Um, <laughs> Target! Stage freeze. You're not supposed to say that. And then we get into a surprise song. Marry, Marry me. me. Which, which Charlie is so off crushes. Tune. No. Yes. No. Uh, where do you like, add some like edge to it? Like, during the holy matrimony. There's not a single note that he sings as in tune. No, no, I loved it. I, I thought this was, like, I literally thought this was, like, the best performance of the, oh like, episode. Was Charlie singing Mary. No. Yes. I'm sorry that you're just so caught up in pedophilia. <laughs> um, and so this song, it's like, he was My like. My first note for this was, was that oh. boy and now I'm a man. And he was like, but Nightman lived his day, man. It's like, will you marry me? And she was like, is that it? He was like, yeah. And she starts like, he's like, wait, wait, wait. So what? And she was like, no, no. My main note for this is, oh, Charlie, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> also. Here's what, here's here's my But he didn't sign anything, so he's gonna He's gonna see it tomorrow. Here's my real question. From a meta perspective, it makes absolute sense why the audience is there, because like they're the background actors, yeah. like they want to yeah. In the context of the show, how did he get this large of an audience for this musical? Artemis. Isn't but in the sh- isn't she just a personal assistant in the show though? She also booked the theater. She Artemis That's is a woman. Fair. Of many she times. seems way more Artemis qualified. Has a bleached asshole. It's a plot point. I don't. I don't know how to respond to that. Let's move on. Okay. <laughs> so then she leaves. She's like, of course not. Um, and then you know they take their like you know stage bow and stuff like that and Frank is like really sweet he was like great musical did a great job like she ain't worth it yep. he was like I thought the rape scene went really well <laughs> up to here up um, to here <laughs> and that's the end of the episode yeah so I hope you learned a lot about Always Sunny from I discussing this. learned an interesting amount about this show um what what 
So, okay. Um, so similarly to Scrubs, the music of this episode is kind of done by a group of people. So the uh, original lyrics of the Day Man that uh, kind of sparked all of this, um, Day Man, ah, fighter of the night man, ah, champion, champion of the sun. He's the master, the of, master of karate and, and friendship, friendship for, for everyone. everyone. Day man. That was written by Scott Martyr and Rob Ro- Rob Rossell or Rosal. Um, so Scott Martyr is an author, writer, and producer. Um, he has worked on Rick and Morty, The Mick, Unsupervised, and BoJack Horseman. Nice. Um, Rob Rosal is so both of them are producers of this show specifically. Um, Rob Rosal is Mick is so funny. He got canceled way too soon. Oh, I never watched it. Caitlin Olsen was like the lead in it. Oh. It was so funny. It was so. Maybe funny. I'll check it out. Yeah, please. Um, do. Rob Rosal was a writer and producer. Um, he also worked on Unsupervised, New Girl, also The Mick, and Single Parents. Um, so they kind of wrote the initial lyrics that sort of got big. Um, and then from that inspiration uh, for this episode in particular, um, the ma- the music is primarily by Charlie Day and Cormac Bluestone. So Cormac Bluestone is the like main composer for the show. Um, he's a film score composer. He's been the composer for the show for nine seasons. Um, and among many other things, he's worked on Loserville, um, The Cool Kids, and Breakout Kings. Um, and Charlie Day, of course, is an actor, writer, and producer. He's worked on Horrible Bosses, Monsters University, Pacific Rim, Law and & Order, and American Dead. Um, wait, no, I thought I had more notes. Oh, yes. So, um, okay, so this show, so this episode actually became, like, really popular, and they did a live version of the musical as well um, in several locations. They performed in New York City, Boston, Seattle, San Francisco, Los Angeles, and, of course, Philadelphia. And for the live show, they actually expanded the show a little bit, so it was meant to be sort of an expanded version of the episode. And as part of that, they added a lot of uh, different scenes and moments, including um, four additional songs, which are I've Got a Troll in My Hole. It's, oh, sorry, three additional songs. I've Got a Troll in My Hole, It's Nature, Shit Happens, and The Nightman. Mm. So, yeah. Oh, man. I love television. Television is indeed great and I, I, I love i love television for the same reason that i love book series like i love the idea a movie of, like two hours is not enough it's not enough i love following a group of characters and i love like seeing the different shenanigans and antics that they get themselves into yeah. you know and i think it's and the thing i think is cool about tv is that similar to doing something like this where like we get the opportunity to experiment with different styles and just whatever we want to do with TV shows. If you get enough trust from your producers and um, the network and everything, like you can kind of try whatever you want. And I think it's really cool when shows like scrubs or it's always sunny in Philadelphia, but it's always sunny in Philadelphia, which do not, they're not musical. Like that's not what they are in tone or anything. I love that they got the opportunity to try this out, and that and that both episodes were very, very good. Yeah. Ah, uh, man. So now. So now. Raven and I will be putting on a little performance for all of our listeners, and you'll get to hear 
because the theme song to Always Sunny in Philadelphia is in the Bad. public domain. Because they were poor when they started this. <laughs> yeah, temptation <laughs> sensation. So Raven will be playing the violin. And originally I was going to be playing the clarinet, but like with scheduling stuff, um, we're recording this while I'm in town for the holidays. And I didn't bring my clarinet with me, so I'll be playing the clarinet part on the piano. So hey. uh, when we come right back, we will play this song for you. Is a normal way to say that. Yep. Burb. Hey everyone, in addition to our other nonprofit partners, I would like to do a quick plug for the Dodario Foundation. The Dodario Foundation is a nonprofit grant making organization that provides monetary and product support to high quality music instruction programs on the front line to improve access to music education. And every single cent raised goes directly to getting kids involved in community music programs, acquiring and maintaining instruments, providing college scholarships, and supporting new innovations in music education across 41 U.S. states and 180 cities. They accept monetary donations, of course, but also instruments. So if you have an old instrument that you no longer use, please consider donating it to the Dodario Foundation, where they can get it into the hands of a student in need. However you're able to contribute, you can go to dodariofoundation.org slash about slash donate. That is Dodario Foundation, D-A-D-D-A-R-I-O, foundation.org slash about slash donate. Now please enjoy the sultry sounds of me and Campbell destroying music. fun piece yes agreed out of my wheelhouse but fun so yeah that was temptation sensation we tried our very best and we have lost our minds so completely you you get what you get hey raven um, for each episode how would you rate them on scale of one to ten starting with scrubs scrubs I would say seven and a half out of ten. Um, what would you dock? So I'm actually not a big fan of Gonna Miss You, Carla. I actually don't like that song. I just like Carla's part in Turk's Park. Part. That's fair. I No, so that's not fair. I actually don't like either of their parts. Really? No, not really. Not even Turk's part? Not it, 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 the mm-hmm. I don't know if to mm-hmm. me Do you does it seem forced? Yeah, the song feels awkward and forced to me. Yeah. Not which is not to say that the, the composition is bad. It just it's not my style. Yeah. Yeah. Um 
So I would say that's the only thing. Like a couple of songs are not really my musical style, but overall I love the episode. Yeah. So yeah. you said seven and a half? I would say seven and a half, yeah. Okay. And then um It's I, always sunny in Philadelphia. Well, I'll say my scrubs. Okay. I give it an eight out of ten. That's fair. I, I would I would be very yeah. 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 Because I, I mean I love it. So I love Scrubs. It's a good episode. Um but yeah, there's some things that just like, you know, take like I wanna give it a ten. Um, always sunny though. It's always sunny. I don't even know where to start with this one. Um So here's the thing. Are we so we're rating are we rating the episode or rating, the musical? We're rating the episode. Honestly, as an episode of a TV show, I think it's hilarious and yeah. fantastic. I think Which I'll, also includes the musical. I honestly think I would give it an eight and a half. I, I think I would, I think I would also give it an 8 out of 10 like Scrubs, but just for very different reasons. Yes. Which like, is interesting because normally I do whole numbers and you do decimals. I never do decimals. That's not true. That's, I, I would bet one. That is not true. You, I will bet $100 right now. You have for sure done decimals. I would bet $100 Listeners, right now. listeners. You do halves. I always say I do. No, always. you have done halves before. Uh, well, okay. You've done, no, you've, done halves, you've done halves more often than I have okay, done halves. Okay, we're, we're betting right now. I will bet $100. I will bet $101. That I bet $101 that you bet that you rate halves more than me. Okay. And we're shaking now. We're shaking on it. You're so wrong. You were you are wrong. You what are you talking so about? I'm excited for my one hundred and one dollars. Wow. Okay. Ah. <laughs> um, we're so in yeah, a weird mood. We really liked these episodes. I like to think that my baby bottles broke your brain. Uh, it definitely did. Baby bottle pop. Baby, baby bottle, bottle pop. pop. Okay. Um, <laughs> I don't know where that came baby from. Bubble bubble. Are you having a stroke? No. Do you smell toast? No. Okay. Rubber baby bubble bumpers is like a... Bumper buddies. Anyway, Raven, where can you find us? Oh, god damn it. <laughs> ha ha. You can find us anywhere you can listen to podcasts. That includes Stitcher. That includes Podbean. That includes iHeartRadio. That includes Pandora. That includes Apple Podcasts. And of course, Spotify. So listeners, if you find us and you enjoy us, which we hope you do, then please like, comment, rate us, subscribe if you if you would like to. Um, if you have suggestions for musicals that we could do, or you have corrections for us, or just comments or want to reach us in general, feel free to email us at boozicals at gmail.com, or you can follow us on instagram at boozicals um if you have the ability to comment and rate us that would be really great if you did so um please rate us five stars if you feel that if you feel that way if you feel that we are five stars um if you do then that means that more people it basically will be um recommend it to more people so more people will see our podcast and that means we can spread more awareness of music education um especially for underfunded and inner city schools which is a cause that is near and dear to our hearts. Yeah. Wild, you think. I'm just excited to get $101. Shut the fuck up. Happy 40th up. episode, y'all. Peace.